Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Aylesbury candidate in Tunisia row, child abuse inquiry opens today and Hertfordshire smell forces children indoors. BBC Three Counties Radio. A former Labour parliamentary candidate for Aylesbury who said the way the British Tunisia victims were repatriated was militarised says he stands by his comments. Will Cass made the remarks on his personal Facebook page. More from Jessica Cooper. Will Cass stands by his comments that the repatriation of the 30 British holidaymakers made it look as if they were fallen soldiers. He's told us his comments were clunky and poorly timed but he was trying to highlight the possibility of escalating tensions in the Middle East. The Labour Party in Aylesbury say his comment was made on a personal page and is not their view. The independent inquiry into historical child sex abuse opens today. It will examine whether public institutions properly protected children. Its chair, the New Zealand judge, Justice Lowell Goddard, will set out the extent of the inquiry and how it will work. The Chancellor's budget will be debated by MPs today. The Treasury has responded to criticism from some business leaders of its plans for a new living wage. Ministers say the cost to business of the measure, which was the centrepiece of yesterday's budget, will be offset by reductions in corporation tax and national insurance contributions. More than a 1,000 crimes in Bedfordshire were committed in the name of so-called honour in the last five years. Figures seen exclusively by the BBC reveal offences including abduction, imprisonment and even murder have taken place in Britain during that period. More from Carol Abercrombie. Bedfordshire recorded 1,106 honour crimes in the past five years, which is the third highest in the country. It's believed many more crimes are going unreported because the perpetrators are often those closest to the victims, their families. The police watchdog, the HMIC's first review into the police handling of honour crimes is being carried out this summer and it's expected to show areas for improvement. Travellers in London will face disruption today as a strike on the underground continues. Staff walked out for 24 hours yesterday evening over plans to run services through the night at weekends. An offensive smell in Hertfordshire has been so bad it forced schoolchildren indoors and the local bowls club to cancel games. The odour in Cuffley is being blamed on a green waste composting facility at Cattlegate Farm, which became operational in March. More from Tony Fisher. Dozens of residents complained to the parish council about the strong smell of poo last week. It was so bad people on the bowling green were retching and primary school children couldn't go out to play. The Environment Agency said they carried out inspections and has issued an enforcement notice on the site which is also close to a football club and sheltered housing. In sport, England's cricketers will resume on 343 for seven on day two of the first Ashes test at Cardiff and Watford won 4-0 at St Albans last night in their opening pre-season friendly with Odion Igalo and Troy Deeney among the scorers and record signing Etienne Capoue making his debut. The weather, a cool start, then dry and sunny, maximum temperature 21 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I expected it from Tony Fisher, but from you, Simon, what's that football gentleman's name? Etienne Capoue. Oh, dear God, no.
Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Ton, 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 ton. There we go. Um, testing, testing. One, two, three. Morning, Boyle. Yeah. So I was on a school trip yesterday. That's why I wasn't here. That's why Dealey was. I was on a school trip. Um, and uh, we Educational went... thing or just a jolly? Well. It was a jolly. No, it was educational. Uh, we went on a teddy bear's picnic to um, woolly, woolly Furs. So it was all about bear care. It was all about what I like to call the care of the bears, uh, Woolly Furs. And of course, as soon what? as I said... Woolly Furs? Woolly Furs. What's that? Well, it's a place. And I made the mistake of saying to my boy, oh, sounds like Woolly Furs. Oh, oh no. Every time. That went around the coach like wildfire. There's a note at that school now. Mr Lee is no longer yeah. welcome. I was one of the trips. parents that goes on a school trip and helps out. Oh, and some Did of you those... iron your jeans? Uh, no, I didn't iron my jeans. Some of those, those kids are... Well, um, I uh, texted my wife and saying, well, such and such is annoying and such and such is a right little... You know. Very telling, isn't it? Hey, hey, hey. They were climbing all over me. I thought, well, this is inappropriate. And I don't like you. It was good, though. Took teddy bears on a picnic. And then we went off to the woods to try and find food that bears would eat. And we came back. The bears are gone. I'm thinking, flipping it. Uh, Scruff, who I've had for 39 years, is gone. Where's he gone? Where have all the bears gone? They'd left a note saying, we've got bored waiting. We've <gasps> gone off to play. You'll have to come and find us. Oh. So all the kids went off shouting for their bear. We found them. It was all right. They'd gone off to play somewhere else, the bears, and we found them. Such was... a good idea. My husband went into school last week, uh, or was it the week before, because of uh, Father's Day and all that, and um, he said it was very interesting to see our child in her natural habitat. Yeah, isn't it weird? They're completely different. Yeah, they're sort of a bit more grown up. Yeah, completely different. Completely different. Sounds like my boy's a geek. I love him for it. <laughs> Wonder where he got that. Uh, let's do this, and then we'll we'll, we'll chitty chat some more. That was, that was chitty chat number one. Coming up after, probably after the travel and the news, and another track, we'll have chitty chat number two. Well, I don't know that. I mean, I'm not contracted to do that. Okay, Kel's great to have you back. Thanks, player. There we go. Now, Labour's parliamentary candidate for Aylesbury has been shamed in the mail for speaking out against the way the government brought home the victims of the Tunisian massacre. Will Page wrote a Facebook post suggesting they shouldn't have been repatriated as if they were fallen soldiers. He feels doing it in a military style gives the impression the country is at war. Uh, Catherine, these repatriations, remind us how they were. Well, in total, four RAF planes were used to fly back the British victims. The last one touched down at RAF Bryce Norton on Saturday, carrying the final five bodies, including 32-year-old Christopher Dyer from Watford. The coffins were unloaded from the planes in line with the military ceremony, despite the victims being civilians. I have two names here. I have Will Cass and no, Will it's Cass. Page. It's Will that, Cass. Yeah, that was okay. a typo. Uh, Will Cass, uh, what did he write on his Facebook page? He um, wrote this. Uh, civilians should not be repatriated as if they were four fallen soldiers. They weren't. They died on holiday, not in service. Sad as it is, all this militarisation makes it look as if the country is at war. It will legitimise a response 
brackets like bombing Syria. They'll be used to justify an imperialist response. Now, uh, Wilkas told us he does stand by what, uh, what he wrote, but admits that his points were clunky and poorly timed. He also says he was trying to highlight the possibility of escalating tensions in the Middle East. Um, and we'll be talking to him uh, just after seven o'clock and he'll tell you more. But in a statement, the Labour Party in Aylesbury were keen to distance themselves from all this. They said they respect the memory of the victims of terrorism and said the comment made by Will was a private posting on his personal Facebook site and his entitled to his private opinions and to contribute to a debate. It was not made on behalf of Aylesbury Labour and is not our view. Um, and I'm assuming there's been quite strong reaction to his comments. Well, you know, there have been a couple of people responding on the Aylesbury Labour Party website, but I'm kind of reticent to, I don't know, this is what a lot of lazy newspaper journalists do, isn't it? They say that this is the response and they read out you know, a couple that fit, but oh, shall I do it anyway? Do it anyway. Well, the gist is, uh, okay. one man said, I rarely comment on anything re-politics, but this statement by Cass is absolutely deplorable. The man is unfit for public office. It's clowns like Cass and this sort of attitude which has stopped me from voting Labour ever again. Another said, Cass is an imbecile. I hope he likes his five minutes of fame because it won't last. So we say civilians should not be repatriated as if they were falling soldiers. They weren't. Okay. um, first bit is opinion. Second sentence is true. They weren't fallen Mm -hmm. soldiers. They died on holiday night in service. True. Sad as it is, all this militarisation makes it look as if the country is at war. Um, there could be something in that. Yeah. It will ge- legitimise a response like bombing Syria. Well, I don't know if that's true or not. I think they what will... he's saying, he's suggesting is that the government is moving towards sending in the military and this is all part of it. Uh, yeah, they will be used to justify an imperialist response. Um, uh, I'm, I'm scratching my head with this a little bit. I, it, it, he's As he said, it's clunky. Um, but... Uh, is that all he said? Mm-hmm. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Is it that bad? I mean, um, or is this one of those um, things where uh, we're being told we should be offended? So I'm going to get offended because the Daily Mail says I should be offended. Do you remember when I played um, Blue Mink Melting Pot? I know, I know. I'm not comparing. You know, I am a little bit. Um, and um, the Daily Mail told people, we didn't get any complaints about it, but the Daily Mail told people they should be offended, and so people got offended. But people didn't know what they were offended about. No. They were offended that we didn't play it, it yeah, turned exactly. out. Yeah, that's what some of them were. I, don't, I mean, it's the same as the guy with the selfie stick. I mean, he was a slightly plumish thing to do, a little bit of plum foolery there, but... Um... It's almost as if the Daily Mail shined up the bat signal. Everyone, it's time. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Did this uh, this Mr. Cast? Is it really that bad? Am I missing something here? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to build up on the North Circular Road westbound between the East End Road and the A1 at Henley's Corner. It's also busy westbound on the North Circular Road between the M1 at the A5 Staples Corner flyover towards Brentfields Road in Wembley. In High Wycombe it's still quiet but on Marlow Hill at Junction for Wordsworth Road there's roadworks which could cause some delays later on. No reports of any problems on the motorways so far this morning but in London the underground strike is underway. It also is affecting Great Northern services which aren't stopping at Old Street and also they're not stopping at Highbury and Islington because of that strike action. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. (laughs) 
6.17, it's uh, Thursday, the 9th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A former Labour parliamentary candidate for Aylesbury who said the way the British Tunisia victims were repatriated was militarised says he stands by his comments. The independent inquiry into historical child sex abuse opens today. It will examine whether public institutions properly p- protected children. And an offensive smell in Hertfordshire has been so bad it forced school children indoors and the local bowls club had to cancel games i mean (laughs) uh, people were retching i mean it's just uh i'm sorry i'm just shocked by the horror of it that's that's all it is guys back on bbc2 you better come in with a brilliant product get it right and we might help your business reach the next level and there are some new faces in the den don't waste our time by not knowing your figures Whatever you do, keep your cool. Be confident. It's the pitch of your life. But can the dragons be tamed? Don't trample the wool over our eyes. Dragon's Den returns Sunday night at 8.15 on BBC Two and BBC Two HD. Bear, bear with me. I want to... I'm, 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 uh, this might not work. This might not work, but let's have a go, shall we? Round, round, get around, I get around, yeah, get around, round, round, I get around, I get around, get around, round, round, 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 I get around, I'm getting bugged driving up and down the same old strip, I gotta find a new place where the kids are hip. My buddies and me, you're getting real well known. Yeah, the bad guys know us and they leave us alone. I get around, get around, round, round, I get around, time to time. Get around, round, round, I get around. I'm a real good. Get around, round, round, I get around. Get around, round, round, I get around. I get around, round, round, Take my car, cause it's never been beat And we've never missed yet With the girls we meet None of the guys go steady Cause it wouldn't be right To leave your best girl home Now on Saturday night I get around, get around, round, round 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 I get around Yeah, so Beach Boy was rude to be in an airport once. I still love those vocal-only mixes, guys. And I like miming to them as well. With one ear off, like this. Play that back, Chuck. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. Peter's uh, on the line. Peter, what would you like to have a whinge about today, mate? I just, I just wanted to say that I find it truly offensive that anyone plays, plays politics without debt. 
Right, hang on a second. Well, wait, wait, come on. Everybody plays politics without no, dead. Anybody plays yeah, but every, politics. Yeah, but, but, but they do, I'm afraid. Let's, should we go through the statement, Peter? Yeah. And you tell me which yeah. bits of the statement you find offensive. Right. Okay? So this is from Will Cass's uh, Facebook page. Yeah. Civilians should not be repatriated as if they were fallen soldiers. Well, I don't, I don't believe that statement should have even been made, no, really. No, no, no. T- are you offended by that? Yes, I am. What what bit of that sentence, we haven't even got to the rest of it yet, what bit of that sentence um, are you offended by? Well, I'm offended by the fact that we, because our military transport brought the bodies back, yes. that is uh, offensive. What's I, don't, off- I don't find that offensive in any way, shape or form. Hang on, what- you just said you found it offensive, then you're saying you don't find it offensive, Peter. No, it's almost as if you're talking nonsense. I find, I find it offensive that... Someone has used that term. No, 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 no. We're going to go through the sentence, because I don't think you're offended, Peter. I think you think you're offended because you think you should be offended. No. Yes. I I find it both both sides of that story you've got offensive. So are you offended by what the gentleman... politics. Are you offended by what the gentleman said? No, not oh, at fl- all, but I'm... Right, I'm... So, it, so hang on a minute, We're, are you offended that... Uh, so you're not offended by what the gentleman said? Uh, uh, I'm, I, I'm offended, sorry, I'm offended by what he said. You're flipping and flopping I all over think, the place, but mate, Pete, but this, is, this is terrible. Policy, oh, hold on a minute, but You've I not... don't think the policy of bringing them back in military transport... Changes the situation right. anyway. Can we go? Uh, this is because I want to get to the heart of this because I can't quite. See, I can see why people would be offended, but I yeah. can't see what this guy has said that's offensive. So let's go through it. Right, first sentence: Civilians should not be repatriated as if they were fallen soldiers. Do you, uh, what? What in that well, sentence? I, well, I, I uh, find uh, hello? that offensive. What? Tell me why. Well, because. If you're if you're got uh, the best method possible to repatriate, if you like, our dead, yeah. then the best method possible right. is the way to go. Do you did you not think though there was a degree of uh, uh, an image of militarisation when they uh, they were brought back? No, not at all. And and and, 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 and it, th- th- that could be. Other people killing our people... No, yes. ...are are not at war with us, then I'm afraid they're living in a cloud cuckoo land. But, Peter, you're not addressing the image. Let's move on to the next bit. Right. They died on holiday, not in service. That's a fact. You can't be offended by a fact, can you? Yeah. So you're okay with that bit? But they're dead. He's not... Yeah, I know. But, but that's a f- dead. no. But Peter, again, you're not you're not telling me what you're offended about. You're feeling offended. Are you offended by the sentence they died on holiday, not in service? I'm, that's yeah, a fact. I'm offended you're by offended that by, that by a well, fact. Really. Why? That's a fact, because, mate. Because what is what is that? That's implying is that the transport method is wrong. No, 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 no. What, yes, that, it that, is. No, Peter, I'm going for it sentence by sentence. The sentence is they died on holiday, not in service. That's a fact. Isn't it? Which type of service are you talking about? Military oh, or? I Peter, mean, it's ridiculous that is. You're being that's, ridiculous that's, today. You're normally no, you're normally half is, decent, but you're giving me nothing. Sad as it is, all this militarisation makes it look as if the country is at war. Well, I'm afraid that if anyone if anyone has never been at war or seen war what? or 
had it happen, then I'm afraid you don't know what the context of war is. Well, yeah, I know. I do know what the context of war is. You don't need to have been at war to know what war is. We haven't declared war on anyone. This gentleman is suggesting that it looks like we are at war. That's his opinion. Are you offended by that? No, I, 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 but it, it's, it's a perception he's talking about. And that's Peter, yeah it's, yeah, it's called opinion. No, it's a perception. Well, perception, opi- you opinion. say perception, I say opinion. Peter, I'm going to let you go, mate, because I don't think you're, you're doing yourself any favours today. You're normally <laughs> better than this. I, I think you're wrong, and I don't think the newspapers are right either. Peter, thank you very much indeed. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. I, I, well, I think what he meant by that is um, that the newspaper's wrong to kind of make a big thing out of it as well. But Peter is offended. I don't know what he's offended by. I think the mere mention of the dead. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. I'm not being flippant. I'm not, and I know that I'll probably get in trouble. There'll be complaints about me. I'm not defending this guy. I just, I'm, I'm struggling to see what the offensive part of this whole statement that he said is. Well, oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Fun, fun morning this morning. It's a fun morning. You all right, Deals? Hey, good morning, boss. Welcome back. Oh, flipping it. These levels are all, all to cock this morning. I mean, blimey. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank you for keeping my seat warm. Literally sure. warm. That's, that's, that's unpleasant. Now, uh, the warm weather is making something stink in the Hertfordshire village of Cuffley. We must be a local radio station. We're doing a smell. <laughs> School children are being kept indoors. That's a bonus. And the local bowls club, uh, or should that be local... Bowels Club. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Had to call off a game because the players were retching. The stench is being blamed on a green waste composting facility at Cap- Cattlegate Farm, which started working in March. Justin, you've got more on this. What are people saying? You're our smell uh, correspondent. Uh, I am indeed, and uh, some very interesting quotes coming up here. The, the local parish council says it received uh, dozens of complaints about the smell. Deputy Clerk Carol Brannigan said, last week the smell was disgusting. Uh, there was also an increase in flies. All the residents in the area were very upset. Uh, the whole of Cuffley knows what it smells like now. It was so bad that one of the people playing bowls was retching. Uh, the, yes, uh, the, the Clark Jason Grocock. Uh, Excuse said, me? Yeah, Jason Grocock. Does that's he? His name. Yeah. Uh, the Bowls Club had to oh, cancel the game. A bit, uh, the, the Bowls Club had to cancel the game because people on the green were retching oh, and, and the school complained they couldn't do their play. Now, here's a quote for you. Uh, local resident Professor Don Davis lives 600 metres from the site. He says, I've had a nose for 80 years. <laughs> Fact. And uh, this the thing is, he's 85 <laughs> years old. That's weird, isn't it? <laughs> he says, this does not smell like green waste. It smells like excrement. So the he's environment, not happy. Uh, the Environment Agency, Justin, um, I'm sure they've sent us a fun-filled statement. What does it say? Yeah, lots of fun here. Uh, we received several reports from members of the public of smells and reports of flies near to the composting site at Cattlegate Farm in Cuffley. Over the weekend and this week, we've sent officers out to conduct site inspections and to determine if there are impacts from the site. They say we've served the site operator with an enforcement notice to make improvements to the site to ensure operational techniques are improved. They also say they will continue to work with the operator, visit the site as well, uh, to make sure that the site operator has made the improvements. That's what they're saying. Um, uh, the, the people who manage the site, what's, uh, what have they said about this, this uh, stink? 
Uh, we've spoken to Adrian Williams of D. Williams & Company, uh, who's a partner for the development project at Cattlegate Farm. He says the enforcement notice is just about making sure any reports of any potential odour are properly logged. So logged. in other words, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. They have been logged. That <laughs> uh, they also insist that that no offsite odours. Um, there are no offsite odours, and they are closely monitoring any odours themselves. Um, clearly, there is an emphasis on recycling now <laughs> to avoid landfill tax. And it's worth noting that Hertfordshire County Council, which approved this site, the composter in 2012, yeah. has contracts to bringing green waste to the site as well so that is the latest situation but some people there very very upset yeah, particularly well, well. from the bowls club uh, <laughs> Justin could you take it to the street worst smell best smell please oh, one of the yes. best smells one of the best smells and Catherine you'll get this Kelly you won't Justin you won't um, baby's poos <laughs> from about um, I'm trying to remember six weeks to yeah. about four months. Yeah, the before they start poo. eating meat. The golden poo. <laughs> that smell is just oh, I it's, would. It's like um, wet grass. Oh, I would put my face in my boys' nappies and just. <laughs> oh, take a whiff of that. What? Mm, horrible. What? Why? Because it smells wonderful. It's, it what smells though? sweet. It doesn't smell. You know, it's when babies start e eating meat and like proper food is That's when, when it starts to go wrong. That's when the, you know when a, when a toddler, when a, well, not even a toddler, a baby's doing a man-sized poo. But until then, <laughs> it's just oh man, alive. They should. Why has no one? They talk about the smell of the top of babies' heads. They never smell. No. Talk about that smell. Why has no one bottled babies? You know, <laughs> offshoots. And sold that because I would buy that. I would buy that. Well, I could make a Yankee candle out of it. <laughs> Even if it wasn't your own. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's a, honestly, it's any, it, any babies. It's the least offensive of, the, of the poo smells. It's a great smell. Thanks, guys. And come on, look, permission to speak <laughs> We're freely. We're late for travel because of this. Yeah, exactly. Permission to speak freely, and I can speak freely. Someone said to me yesterday, how do you get away with um, playing ring poker? And I said, we do it in the first hour when the bosses aren't listening. So I can say this. The, 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 and you'll get this, Justin. The, the smells that the human body makes, our own body makes, are very attractive. That's why we've all done that thing where we... we <laughs> Not cup it and cop it. Cup it and cop it, or we, we, we drop our guts and we just put our head down our shirts and... <laughs> no. And have a little... We've all done it. <laughs> we, we You've done it, Kelly. Oh, Justin, done you've done that, haven't you? You've just opened yeah. your shirt and put your head down and... Oh, I no, like that. Boss, I'm with you on that one, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm, I'm ashamed to say it, but yes, yeah, true. We're human... Beings, and that's what human beings do. We make smells and we enjoy those smells, don't we? It's other people that suffer. It's other people that suffer. Justin, you can take that to the streets. I, I, I can trust you to do it in a delicate way, can't I? Oh, absolutely, of course you can. You've got very gentle hands. You've got lover's yeah. hands. Yeah, lover, not a fighter. Thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's very busy on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potter's Bar. All of the routes into London are looking much busier than usual because of the tube strike this morning. So it's busy on the North Circular Road west westbound between the Canning Hall Interchange towards New Southgate. And it's also slow in Borehamwood on the A1 from the Holiday Inn at Borehamwood towards the Broadway at Mill Hill. And then Beaconsfield on Amsham Road, there's some temporary traffic lights there at Ledborough Lane, which are likely to get busy this morning as well. So the London Underground is not running at all this morning. There's also effect 
expecting Great Northern services which won't be stopping at Old Street and Highbury and Islington until 8.30 because of the industrial action. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley, a former Labour parliamentary candidate for Aylesbury who said the way the British Tunisia victims were repatriated was militarised, says he stands by his comments. The independent inquiry into historical child sex abuse opens today. It will examine whether public institutions properly protected children. And the Chancellor's budget will be debated by MPs today. The Treasury has responded to criticism from some business leaders of its plans for a new living wage. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers will resume on 343 for seven on day two of the first Ashes test at Cardiff. Joe Root top scored yesterday with 134 as he rescued England from 43 for three and Root was quick to praise Yorkshire teammate Gary Balance who made 61. I think it was very important that I had Gary out there with me. I thought the way he played was really, really uh, important for the team and it wasn't at times that he might not like me saying this, but at times it wasn't pretty. But he did all the hard work. He um, he got a lot of overs into their bowlers, which made it a little bit easier for for me and Ben later on. Andy Murray will play Roger Federer in tomorrow's Wimbledon semi-finals after both had straight sets wins yesterday. Federer's relaxed about playing Murray in front of his home crowd. I have received a lot of crowd support over the years, and so has Andy. So it really probably depends a little bit on who's there in the crowd that day and who they prefer to win. But there was very friendly and fair so I've always enjoyed playing here even against Andy of course. In the other semi Novak Djokovic will play Richard Gasquet after the Frenchman beat fourth seed Stan Wawrinka 11-9 in the final set. Today it's the women's semi-finals which includes Serena Williams against Maria Sharapova. Watford won 4-0 at St Albans last night in their opening pre-season friendly with two goals from Odion Igalo and one apiece from Troy Deeney and Connor Smith. Record signing Etienne Capou was among the new signings to make an appearance. In golf, world number one, the defending champion Rory McIlroy has confirmed he will miss next week's Open after injuring his ankle playing football. And the Women's US Open begins today. Woburn-based Charlie Hull features, as does Bedford's Holly Aitchison, who makes her debut. This is the biggest tournament in ladies' golf. Uh, there is probably no other tournament as big as this. You know, you can add all the majors are big, but this one is, is particularly large for us. So it's a career highlight. You know, I'm never going to play in anything bigger than this. And Britain's Chris Froome remains second overall in the Tour de France after yesterday's fifth stage. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Any other BBC local radio station would play this without any bother whatsoever. <laughs> We're not going to. We're going to play this instead. Some North London country.
A bit like me Jonathan 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 That's right Again Bye bye What a gig that was The old trout Windsor, I'm going to say 1990, The wow. Rocking Birds. I was drinking, it may have been 1989, I was 16, I was drinking beer. I was drunk and I was at the front loving it. Loving it, loving it, loving it. We're playing a very dangerous game this morning. We're playing the game of me saying one thing and people hearing something completely different. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a dangerous game. It's talking about this Will Cass gentleman uh, who, who, who wrote this stuff on Facebook about Syria. You've got to listen really carefully today because there will be complaints and the complaints will be ill-founded and will be rightfully batted back because I'm not saying what some of you think I'm saying. You did really well yesterday to get a complaint when you weren't on air. Who complained about me yesterday? They complained about something you said yesterday. <laughs> Idiots. Math in hands like, come on, Math. I, I expect better from you. No, no, no. Uh, Ian, the last time I looked at the EasyJet website, it didn't offer tickets for the badly injured or the dead. I don't know what that means, Math, but, you know. What a numpty standing by his comments. I've not stood by his comments. I've or not... is, he, is he talking about Will Cass standing by I, his I don't comments? know, Math. I don't know. Give us a call, because I don't know. If you're saying that I'm standing by his comments, I'm not. I'm not standing by him, nor I'm not criticising him. I'm just saying I don't understand. It feels like a faux offence. A faux offence. A faux offence. A faux offence. 03459 455 555 is the phone number. Um, there's not a lot in the papers, if I'm completely honest. The big Wimbledon story seems to be that two ladies have got hair. Oh, really? It's um, the Duchess of Cambridge. The Duchess of... It's in here and it's in the mirror as well. The, uh, or the, the, the mail, I think, actually. The Duchess of Cambridge beat Kim Sears. That's uh, Andy Murray's bit. Why? Um... Are they married now? Yeah, they got married. Well, congratulations to, to them. So that's his, um, his wife bit. The Duchess of Cambridge beat Kim Sears at Wimbledon yesterday in a dazzling display of glossy hair and wow. stylish threads. Gosh. Don't, because the Daily, uh, the Sun have also got... Um, is it the Sun who've got a feature in the centre pages about the rise of Rita Ora's boobs? Gosh. It's either the Sun they're or the They're not reducing women to, uh, to body parts, are they? Oh, hang on. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Oh, get over it. Kate chose Andy Murray's quarter-final against Canadian Vasak Pospisil. Yep. Come on, guys. 
to debut a new fringe. What? That's not a fringe. That's not a fringe, is it? No. She's not got bangs there. American for fringe. I only found that in about last year. And her £250 red Kayla dress by LK Bennett gave her the edge over mother's wife, Kim, 27, who'd ratcheted up the ante in her navy Gosh. blue jacket and white shirt. This is a whole page. These women just thought they were going to watch a match. They didn't realise that they were playing one. But the court of public opinion ruled firmly in Kate's favour. What? <laughs> Erin Rubery um, tweeted, Kate's hair at hashtag Wimbledon is utter perfection. Oh, Here's the thing I don't get. Gary Lineker's beard. What is that? I mean, is that... Does he like... That's his wife? No, no. <laughs> his facial beard. Does he, like, shave that off every day? Like the night before. Is that like a, a morning's growth? Because Has he still got kind of a dog bowl beard? It's, yeah, it's not really taking. It's just not taking. Or is he over trimming? No, there's no... Well, there's... It, I, I don't think it's... And his um, son looks like... Um, I'm going to say it, a lady. Is he beautiful? Let's have a look. Not a beautiful lady, no. Let's have a look. <clears throat> Looks like a young Garaninica. That's that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. What have you found in the newspapers? This, around a third of people are single and have never been married, with more men than women living alone. It's the highest number of adult singletons in England and Wales since records began. Oh. And ten percent higher than ten years ago. And last year's survey found only half of people were married. A five percent fall since two thousand and four. Good for them. Oh, if that's what they want to do. Oh, what? We do oh, that sh for? Sh Shouty Chris waiting for me, Kells, because you've not typed her in the chat box. Uh, morning, Shouty Chris. Morning, Ian. You all right? No, not really. I, I was a bit upset about the way you spoke to Peter. Here we go. I told I you. Go I, on. I think the point he was trying to make yes. was although these people were not soldiers... Yes. They were murdered by people who filled at war with the whole world. Yeah, you right. Know? No, and, 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 no, and Chris, Chris, Chris. And so, but I was asking Peter specifically what about this statement he was offended by. He couldn't tell me. Well, I, what I'm offended by about that man yeah. is that he was a person that yeah. wanted to represent a portion of the country right. in government. Right, and what's he, offensive about he, that? Well, his attitude to British people dying and being repatriated in the way that they were, yeah. which was a sign of respect. Right. Can we go? Can I go through the statement with you, Chris? Yeah. Go and on you then. tell me what, which bit of this are offensive, because I don't see it. I don't see it. Okay. So let's go. This is Will Cass's statement, or his, po his Facebook post. Civilians should not be repatriated as if they were fallen soldiers. You offended by it's, that? Um, yeah, I am. Because tell me they why. Were they were murdered by people who feel they're at war with us. Right. They weren't killed because they were holiday makers. They were no. killed because they were people that these. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm really gonna. This enemies. is what I'm gonna do this morning, Chris. Is I'm really gonna try and hone everybody in onto the specifics. What part of this sentence is offensive? Civilians should not be repatriated as if they were fallen soldiers. The second sentence is they weren't. That's fact. They weren't soldiers, were they? That's correct. They weren't okay. soldiers. But so which I'm part of that is offensive? 
the fact that they were killed by people who don't care, right. who are terrorists, and just want to kill them because oh, oh, Chris, not. I'm going to draw you into focus on this sentence because you're, you're, you're just going off on a tangent ever so slightly. What part of that sentence is offensive? Because, I told you, Ian, it's the fact that they're not soldiers and they're not meant to be shot at by people who feel that Chris, they are soldiers. Chris, I'm going to try it one more time, OK? Because you've got to be really specific about this. What you're doing is you're 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 being offended. You're being offended about something general, and I really want to focus on this. Civilians should not be repatriated as if they were fallen soldiers. They weren't. What is offensive about that? The fact that he did not look at the way in which they were killed by an enemy. No. I, I'm, Chris, you're going off again, and I'm I'm really sorry. I'm asking specifically, what is offensive about that sentence? Not about the, anything else. Specifically about those words. Specifically about those words is, as I said, he is pointing out the obvious. They are not soldiers, right? Right. But why that is that? Is, why is that offensive? Why is it offensive to say they weren't soldiers? Because, no, I don't. The fact is, they weren't soldiers. But right. So, so, so that bit is factual. They were targeted. They were no, targeted. Chris, come back in. So that bit is factual. They weren't soldiers. That's okay. Factual. They weren't right. soldiers. And he has expressed opinion that they should not be repatriated as though they were fallen soldiers. Some could argue that that is then that that is demeaning to soldiers who are, are repatriated. No, because they are British people. But they're not soldiers. They were killed in a method that soldiers... They're not soldiers. No, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Chris. They are not soldiers. Yeah, but, he is expressing like, the opinion... You, he is expressing... Chris, Chris, he is expressing the opinion that because they weren't soldiers, fact, they shouldn't be repatriated in a manner um, as though they were soldiers. So why didn't he say they shouldn't have a minute's silence for him either, then? Because, because he doesn't think that. Because he doesn't think that. Right. We, he doesn't think that we don't. We don't have a, a minute soldier. No, no. A minute when silence. Chris. Yeah. It turns out that, that people's arguments are, aren't very well founded. I'm late for travel again, so I'm going to have to go. But a minute silence isn't just for for military personnel, is it? So that's irrelevant. Ian, when you break something down, you can make it whatever you want. But the yeah, whole but but you can't justify the reason was, that you're offended, Chris, and that's the problem. That's the problem. We're offended because we feel we should be offended about this. I'm going to get so many complaints today, and do you know what? I'm going to ride them all out because uh, you are hearing something that you are you th you you think you're hearing something you're not actually hearing. You really need to pay attention today. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's slow around Junction 9 for Redbourne and it's also busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potter's Bar and it's all much busier because of the tube strike that's happening today. It's also slow on the North Circular Road westbound from the Kenning Hall Interchange towards New Southgate and on Barnet Way from the Holiday Inn southbound towards Mill Hill. And so the London Underground Strike is underway. There's no services on the London Underground. This also means that Great Northern trains are not stopping at Old Street or at Highbury and Islington until 8.30 this morning because of the industrial action. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy.
Where are we? 6.48. Blimey, we're late for the weather. Bear with me, Elizabeth, with you in a second. It's uh, Thursday the 9th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A former Labour parliamentary candidate for Aylesbury who said uh, the way the British Tunisian victims were repatriated was militarised says he stands by his comments. The independent inquiry into historical child sex abuse opens today. It will examine whether public institutions properly protected children. And an offensive smell in Hertfordshire has been so bad it's forced a local bowls club to cancel a game. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to stay dry today and there'll be lots of sunshine around, but it is a bit of a chilly start. It's a cooler start than we'd expect to see at this time of year. Some temperatures overnight have actually dropped into single figures um, away from the towns across the three counties. So um, yeah, those temperatures rising nicely now that, um, under lots of sunshine and that's the way it's going to stay really for the rest of the day. I think temperature-wise we'll be looking at around 21 or 22 degrees Celsius in many of the towns. The pollen levels today are very high and the UV levels are also very high but all in all it's going to be a pretty good day and the wind's a lot lighter than it was yesterday too and we lost those showers overnight tonight rather unremarkable lows of around uh, 12 or 13 degrees not quite as cool as it was last night it will stay dry we've got a bit more of a southerly breeze going on into tomorrow that's going to push up some very warm air so uh, it looks like we're going to see a little bit of a mini heat wave it'll only last a day for tomorrow but lots of sun sunshine around and we're looking at temperatures rising into the mid-20s probably peaking out at around 26 or 20 seven degrees so feeling really very warm tomorrow lots of sunshine hazier as the day goes on and then uh, feeling a bit cooler by the time we get to the weekend but Saturday the nicer day lots of spells of sunshine by Sunday we'll probably see some outbreaks of just light and patchy rain that's the forecast here Right, we're going to play the BBC Introducing track in a, a, a second. 03459 455 555. I'm in, uh, in, enjoying playing, um, well, fishing uh, at the moment. Let's go to Mickey in Hatfield. Morning, Mickey. Good morning. Morning, Mickey. What would you like to say? Um, I've already been listening to the show all morning, but I just caught a couple of listeners. Um, in regards to the question, can you just repeat the question for me in regards to the soldiers and the brought home? Repatriation of I the don't know people. what the question. I don't know what which to which question you refer. You've called in, uh, Mickey, so I'm guessing you know what you want to talk about. Yeah, well, it's what you've been talking about for the last half hour. Um, it, it was in regards to the repatriation of the people that got killed somewhere abroad. Somewhere, um, somewhere abroad. So you you really have been paying attention, okay? Yeah, as I, as I just said to you, yeah. I haven't really been paying attention. I and yet you sound like you're angry. You sound like I'm you're angry. angry. I'm not angry at all. Okay, um, let's the, let's the see. I'll was... be the judge of that. <laughs> okay. Yes, the long um, and short of the thing you've not been listening to about these people that were murdered somewhere. Yeah, go on. Yeah, what what was quite annoying was the fact that. Oh, so you're annoyed, fate... but not angry. Okay. Okay. Good job. Thank the, you. The, frustra the frustrating part was frustrated, right? Are you are you annoyed oh. or frustrated, Mickey, about something you've not really heard? I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I'm now irritated. Okay, so it's gone from an, you're not angry, but then annoyed, then frustrated, and now irritated about something you've not actually heard about some people that were murdered somewhere. Okay. Well, at least you're on the ball. At least you've got where I'm going with this. Well, I, I, I've not. I've, I don't think you've got where you're going with this, Mickey. But I'm prepared to pursue it a bit. Go on. Good. Okay. Good. We're all having a good time. Um, um, I don't know if the listener is, but you know, carry on, Mickey. Let's get to the point, mate. We finish at nine. Okay. The, po the point is that why should any of these individuals be treated any different, whether it's a military bringing them home or 
any other method of bringing these people home. The army is the best possible way of showing a patriotic response to a terrible event. And the army is the best way to bring these people home by saying that they're not military. That's kind of like saying they're not worthy. Okay, you really have. I'm going to stop you there, Mickey, because you really haven't been paying attention. Um, it, it wasn't. Do, do you know? Do you have any idea what we're talking about? No, which is why I asked you. Okay, Mickey. The, Mickey, the, is, listen. It's not my job to. It's not my job to fill in the. Okay, no, you've okay, called in yeah, because you're. You're. Yeah, what was yeah. it? Frustrated or irritated? I don't remember about something you've not actually heard and you don't know what we're talking about. Mickey, can I make a suggestion? Keep listening for the rest of the morning, and when you when you've picked up the the ball, give us a call back. Yeah. Can I just make a quick suggestion, please? Uh, no, no, you can't. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. If you know what's going on, really, I think would be a bonus. Get ready for the complaints, boss. Kelly Betts, BBC introducing. Tell us all about it. Good morning. It's a show. It's great to have you back. It's good to have you back. Yeah, I like your back. Thanks, mate. Um, it's a show every Saturday evenings from eight. We showcase the best in the upcoming music from the area. Um, we also pick a song to add to our playlist every week. Lucky yeah. you guys. Yeah. Uh, this week it's Rhodes. He's from Hitchin. He was in the live lounge on Radio One this week. Hey, hey. I've heard of Radio One. I've got that on my on my computer somewhere. Yeah. And this is his new single. Oh, it's yeah. called Close Your Eyes. Hang on, and I'm going to press this button, and we're Go going to hear it. All right, then. Thanks, mate.
say roads, yep. uh, we're all we're all doing this, aren't we? Before we say roads, we're all silently saying the word Stephen, Stephen. in our head, aren't we? Aren't we? You could just say David before it. Well, but that's not Stephen Rhodes, though. No, but that um, is... Stephen Rhodes, and to dear sure, I'm going to be sending some texts to Alec Carla talks to me. Stevie Rhodes. Stevie. I used to like Stephen Rhodes. Yeah, I like Stephen. Sorry, I was sending a text. What? Mm? I used to like Stephen. I heard, and I'm sure I heard this, the episode where it was like a fake episode of the Stephen Rhodes show, because really, he was going to some dodgy bloke's house to do him in. Do you remember that? And then it cut, but they couldn't broadcast. They were going to some dodgy bloke's house to oh, do him in. Oh, you mean to doorstep him? To, to, to duff him up. Because uh, then the bloke would have gone, cool, blimey, Stephen Rhodes is coming to my house. So it's a whole fake Stephen Rhodes show. Have I got this right? You're doing a slightly blank face. A whole um, fake Stephen Rhodes show. And then it cut and he went, actually, that was a fake show. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I'm, out, I'm, I'm, I'm outside a fella's house and I'm going to duff him in live on the radio. Duffed him in. Oh, is he no, the no, sun? No, 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 no. I know. Hey, Stephen Rhodes, let me in. It was Sonny. What was he sunny, called? Sonny and, sunny and Cher. No, Sonny. <laughs> he was a proper chancer. Yeah, I know. I'm Stephen Rhodes and Sonny, you're a proper chance. Have that. He told Have it. He told people that he owned hotels and yeah. stuff. He was a proper. Oh yeah, he was a right character. Yeah, and, he, and then it was a fake show. And yeah, then he wasn't going to go and beat him up. He's he going to go and him bone up. him. The way I remember it is, he kicked him in live on air. No, he hey, Stephen Rhodes. Have it. Oh, have it. Oh. Oh gosh, that's the new wall. Yeah. We can get that fixed, guys. We can get that fixed. And someone who's great at fixing walls, it's Sammy. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The tube strike happening in London is putting extra pressure on the roads into London. So on the M1 southbound, it's busy from junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne. And it's also really slow on the M25 anti-clockwise between junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for the A41 at Watford. It's very slow at the Brickettwood North Orbital Road junction for the M25 junction 21A roundabout. And on the North Circular Road westbound from the Staples Corner flyover towards Wembley, that's crawling as well. On the underground, the strike action is underway but Great Northern and Thameslink services are running as normal now. Smart the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Listen carefully, guys, because a lot of you are going to hear things that are not actually being said. You've got to work this morning, all right? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Aylesbury candidate in Tunisia row. Child abuse inquiry opens today. And Hertfordshire smell forces schoolchildren indoors. BBC Three Counties Radio. A former Labour parliamentary candidate for Aylesbury who said the way the British Tunisia victims were repatriated was militarised says he stands by his comments. Will Cass made the remarks on his personal Facebook page. More from Jessica Cooper. Will Cass stands by his comments at the repatriation of the 30 British holidaymakers made it look as if they were fallen soldiers. He's told us his comments were clunky and poorly timed, but he was trying to highlight the possibility of escalating tensions in the Middle East. The Labour Party in Aylesbury say his comment was made on a personal page and is not their view. The independent inquiry into historical child sex abuse opens today. It will examine whether public institutions properly protected children. Its chair, the New Zealand judge, Justice Lyle Goddard, will set out the extent of the inquiry and how it will work.
The Chancellor's budget will be debated by MPs today. The Treasury has responded to criticism from some business leaders of its plans for a new living wage. Ministers say the cost to business of the measure, which was the centrepiece of yesterday's budget, will be offset by reductions in corporation tax and national insurance contributions. More than a 1,000 crimes in Bedfordshire were committed in the name of so-called honour in the last five years. Figures seen exclusively by the BBC reveal offences including abduction, imprisonment and even murder have taken place in Britain during that period. More from Carol Abercrombie. Bedfordshire recorded 1,106 honour crimes in the past five years, which is the third highest in the country. It's believed many more crimes are going unreported because the perpetrators are often those closest to the victims their families. The police watchdog, the HMIC's first review into the police handling of honour crimes is being carried out this summer and it's expected to show areas for improvement. Travellers in London will face disruption today as a strike on the underground continues. Staff walked out for 24 hours yesterday evening over plans to run services through the night at weekends. An offensive smell in Hertfordshire has been so bad it forced schoolchildren indoors and the local bowls club to cancel games. The odour in Cuffley is being blamed on a green waste composting facility at Cattlegate Farm, which became operational in March, as Tony Fisher reports. Dozens of residents complained to the parish council about the strong smell of poo last week. It was so bad people on the bowling green were retching and primary school children couldn't go out to play. The Environment Agency said they carried out inspections and has issued an enforcement notice on the site, which is also close to a football club and sheltered housing. In sport, England's cricketers will resume on 343 for seven on day two of the first Ashes test at Cardiff. And Watford won 4-0 at St Albans last night in their opening pre-season friendly, with Ondiel Nigalo and Troy Deeney among the scorers and record signing Etienne Capoue making his debut. <laughs> the weather, a cool start, then dry and sunny, maximum temperature 21 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport on <laughs> Line at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. sorry to laugh at your art. All I'm thinking, I spent a day on a school trip with a load of five-year-olds yesterday, Simon, and all I'm thinking is... All you have to say is... poo. Is, that school trip absolutely. would love your bullet. I could play this bulletin to them and they would have been, well, literally wetting themselves. Thank you, Simon. I know, isn't it childish? We kind of need... I think we need to have a little bit of humour today because, um... It's going to be a tough show. It's going to be a very tough show this morning. I'm, I'm asking you to work really hard, and with the greatest of respect to the, some of the callers we had in the last hour. This isn't BBC Coventry and Warwickshire, all right? You can't just phone in with any old nonsense. You, you've got to pay attention, OK? We don't want lazy, ill-conceived... You know, when the caller phones in to say he's uh, annoyed about them people that got killed somewhere and he doesn't even know we're talking about Tunisia? I find that offensive, you know? So, we're discussing what Will Cass said on his Facebook page. He's coming on the show soon. I'm gonna read it again. I want you to tell me what's offensive about this. So Will Cass, Labour parliamentary candidate for Aylesbury, wrote this on his Facebook page about the Tunisian victims. That's who we're talking about, um, Mikey. Civilians should not be repatriated as if they were fallen soldiers. They weren't. They died on holiday, not in service. 
Sad as it is, all this militarisation makes it look as if the country is at war. It will legitimise a response like bombing Syria. They will be used to justify an imperialist response. Now, I'm not saying, you know, it was clunky, right? It was clunky. Probably ill-timed. I'm not defending what he's saying, and I will have to keep repeating that because people think I am, but... I'd love for you to explain to me what's offensive about that. And that's the thing, isn't it? 03 459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Here's a text here from Anonymous. You rude pig, Ian. You rude pig? Wow. Let people talk. Don't talk over them. No, a uh, challenge. Challenge, I think, is uh, the uh, thing. We're going to get loads of complaints today. And do you know what? I'm all right with that because I know um, that... Um, I know, well, I know what the rules are for the radio. And I know what I'm doing, actually. Actually, if you analyse it, is worth doing. Um, what is offensive about this statement? Okay. And I'm not defending it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not anything, really. I just want to know what is offensive about this statement. And we're going to speak to, to Will, who, who, who put this on his Facebook page, his personal Facebook page, um, in a second. Okay, but it's the Labour parliamentary candidate for Aylesbury. He's been shamed in the mail um, sp- by speaking out, for speaking out against the way the government um, brought home the victims of the Tunisia massacre. This is what he said. And we're going to ask him in about 30 seconds why he said it. Civilians should not be repatriated as if they were fallen soldiers. They weren't. They died on holiday, not in service. Sad as it is, all this militarisation makes it look as if the country is at war. It will legitimise a response like bombing Syria. They will be used to justify an imperialist response. Now, you may be feeling offended. Try and work through that and tell me what of that is offensive. 03459 555. You're welcome to join the conversation during the next 10 minutes or so. Will Cast joins you on the line now. Morning, Will. Good morning. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on because it would have been very easy to say, oh, I'm not talking to anybody. So thank you. Why did you, um, why did you write this on your Facebook page? Look, firstly, thank you for the opportunity to better clarify what I said. Um, I think you've really pointed to the fact that the timing and the language was clunky. And the word clunky was exactly what I had in my head, you know, as, as a way of describing what I said. But I think the underlying observation is, 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 is still fairly accurate. And look, like many of us, I was sat on my couch uh, watching TV, watching um, the, you know, that horrible sort of feeling in my, in my tummy, that feeling we all get. Uh, when we see this, the tragic loss of innocent life. And as I was sat in front of the television watching the repatriation of our people, um, I felt a, a, a mourning, a civilian mourning, a tragic loss of civilian life. But what I was watching was very military. It was a landing of an RAF plane and the pole bearers in their RAF uniforms. So I was mourning a very civilian loss, but it seemed very, very, a very military spectacle. Now, since the Tunisian crisis, we've heard out of Westminster a sort of step change, an attitude change in terms of intervention in Syria, more troops in the Middle East. And although clunky, as you put it, I think that there was, and the observation was that there's a very real danger 
that people with their own agenda will seek to capitalise on a natural revulsion of what happened over there uh, to, for, to, to get support for further military intervention in the Middle East. Well, I'm going to I'm going to kind of um, uh, I don't know if you've been listening to the show, but we've had lots of people who've been offended. But when I've broken down this statement, they've not been able to specify why they've been offended. But let me just pick up on a few themes. If the um, the, uh, the the victims. You you say that it was the use of military uh, aircraft that that, that, um, put a question mark above your head. How else should they have been brought back home? No, I, I recognise that the use of a military aircraft would, would probably make sense. It would be logistically sensible to send um, the RAF to go and, and pick up our people. We have a duty of care for them. But, the, the, you know, just generally speaking, the spectacle was fairly militaristic. That was my observation with the, the pole bearers, um, you know, rather than sort of civilian pole bearers, they had RAF pole bearers, etc. I think one of the reasons that we tend to get um, offended or very sensitive uh, as, as a country is that we often conflate in national discussion uh, support for our armed forces and then support for what we ask our armed forces broadly to do. Um, and I think, you know, you know that's, these are two very separate issues. Mm. You know, my observation, although poorly articulated, was that um, a, was really about a concern that the tragedy would be used for, for political gain and justification for intervention in the Middle East. Could it be argued, it could be argued... Um, that, that that you making this statement or, or printing this on a Facebook page could be perceived as as as, as um, using it for some kind of political gain. Well, that's you know that's really not the case at all. I mean, so firstly, it was put on my very small uh, personal Facebook page um, as an observation. But you, but you know um, that if anything goes on, on, on a personal Facebook page or a Twitter or anything like that, it, it's in the public domain. It, it, it is for someone in me who works at the BBC, someone who, who you know has an interest in politics, that is kind of the same as making a, a public statement, isn't it? Yes, and you're right. And and I think the language could have been a lot better, and I think it could have ref- said what I intended to say in, in, in much better terms. But, you know, ironically, if I had, then the sort of reactionary blogosphere wouldn't have picked it up, and we wouldn't be able to have a conversation, uh, conversation today. So, yes, I think the language could have been better, but, you know, now we're here. Um, I've had the opportunity to sort of clarify my point and hopefully um, open up the, 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 the debate. Are you surprised... By the reaction that that you've received? I think that now I've had the opportunity to clarify it, and I welcome the opportunity to clarify it. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. I think that those who have criticised it off the cuff will at least now understand that what I was, you know, what I was pointing at Mm. um, was really a a deep concern that, that the tragic loss of life will be used to justify further intervention in the Middle East and cause even greater loss of life, British and other. Have you, um, uh, and this is always fun reading, uh, maybe not for you if you're involved in the story, but have you, have you read the, the comments on the Daily Mail website? I have indeed. Um, I have I'm going to pick some at random. Um, Please do. Uh, like clean ones, if you could. Uh, well, uh, that's going to be tricky. Paul says, looks like the good people of Aylesbury made the right decision by not uh, voting for you. Um, it's idiots like this bloke that will ensure that Labour will never be voted into power again. We should all rejoice and encourage more of Labour traitors and idiots to continue spouting their bile so as to ensure they remain in the political wilderness. 
Um, I think we should uh, all breathe a sigh of relief. Just think, had Labour won the election a couple of months ago, this hate-filled fool could have been ruling the country. When you read that, um, and you've explained what your intention was behind the piece, when you read that, how does that make you feel? Well, what have they said? They haven't, you know, they're, they're, that was that, those reactionary statements. What have they said? You know, what have they contributed to the point? Now, I've, you know, I've looked down the list myself, and there are, you know, those kind of comments, and well done for picking the, the, the more polite ones. Mm. But within that as well, there are people who had, you know, legitimate questions um, around, you know, who misunderstood my comment for being some sort of slur on, on our armed forces, which clearly it is. Um, but, you know, that's a contribution to the discussion and we should be having a conversation, you know, broadly. Um, and I, so, so how do I immediately feel about some of those reactionary statements? Well, they haven't said anything yet. They, they're expressing a legitimate view, but I would very much like to know what it is that they, you know, they're so offended by. And I'd very much welcome that conversation. Well, stay there. I hope you don't mind. Alan in Milton Keynes has called in. Alan, what would you like to say? Well, actually, Ian, I think he's right. Personally, I was offended, not by what he said, but when I saw the coffins coming off the aircraft, draped to military flags and being... Now, did they have did they have military flags on? I I didn't actually see the coffins coming off because someone has sent me a message saying they weren't military flags; it was flowers. Well, I saw them coming off with Union Jacks over them. Okay, well, well, we'll look into that and find out if that was actually the case. So, what do you think? Not have been all of them. It might just have been the ones that I saw, but yeah, the ones that I saw had, had military or the Union flag over them. Yeah, and being put off the aircraft as if they were fallen soldiers. Now, to me, that belittles the fact that men die in combat. Yes, they should have been brought back on C-130 Herculeses, because if they had been brought back on civilian transport, then that would have put other people at risk. Whereas the, the military transport is a more secure way of transporting them. I'm just looking, Alan, and I, I, I am not seeing any flags. The, 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 um, the uh, uh, coffins that I can see have got flowers on. So... It is possible, because we do this as human beings, you may have filled in a couple of blanks uh, with something else, but the the, the ones I'm seeing have got flowers on. Are you surprised, Alan, because we've had three very angry calls this morning about what Will said, but they've not actually been able to be specific about where their anger comes from. Does that surprise you? Well, I was fed up listening to them, actually. I was saying, cut them off, Ian, cut them off, you know, just... They don't know what they're on about. All right, Alan, listen, I'm going to let you go. Well, we have had some angry people. And I, I, listen, I, I've had maybe more experience of saying stupid things online. And it's kind of, you know, it's, it's a lesson that, uh, that more and more of us are learning. That if you say something, um, people will take it out of context and will we'll, we'll kind of pounce on it. Um, do you regret saying what you said? I think the timing was wrong. I could have picked my timing better. Certainly, but I wouldn't say that what I said was necessarily stupid. And, you know, to re-emphasize the underlying observation, and that was that there's a deep concern, right, that, that, that the, the loss of life in Tunisia may be used to justify further loss of life or further invasion um, in the Middle East. And um, that observation came from, um, the, you know, initially because I was experiencing a morning of a civilian, a civilian morning, and mm. I was looking at a very military spectacle. Now, I understand that, but, um, you know, I, I stand by that. 
that observation. Uh, and I think, you know, in British, in British culture, generally speaking, you know, we are very proud of our armed forces and we're very proud of our history and very proud of what we've achieved as a nation and the people that help us achieve it. My comments are not about them whatsoever. It's much more about what we choose to do with them and how we choose to mourn or celebrate as a nation. Let me just read this one more time, uh, because I, I do want my callers to call in to tell me why they are offended by this. Civilians should not be repatriated as if they were fallen soldiers. They weren't. They died on holiday, not in service. Sad as it is, all this militarization makes it look as if the country is at war. It will legitimise a response like bombing Syria. They'll be used to justify an imperialist response. Marion, are you offended by that? Um, it's a little bit awkward because, you see, don't forget... RAF Bryce Norton is an RAF base. Therefore, you do not let personnel or anybody on that doesn't have full clearance. To get everybody to clearance um, with the um, people who would be with the coffins and everything else, it was just a little more sensible that the RAF did it because yeah. that is their base, not because of anything else. You do not let personnel onto an RAF base who do not have to be there. So, uh, but are you offended by what Will posted on um, Facebook? Well, he, he, he's a little bit naive, shall we say, put it that way, because you do not let personnel, as I say, I mean, they yeah. say, he's, oh, RAF this and RAF that. It's because it's an RAF base. Right. And you do not let personnel on. The I don't quite. I don't quite. I'm not quite following your point, Marion. Well, I'm going to say I'm offended. Is he's he's saying that they used RAF personnel and they shouldn't have been brought home that way. First of all, RAF personnel are used to carrying coffins or that particular uh, unit. Maybe but his, his argument. On and off. His his argument, Marion, is that 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 um that, that by by presenting it in a in a and tell me if I've got this wrong, Will, but by presenting this in a vaguely military way. Um, it well, could be you... used. It could be used by um, uh, 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 people well, in power to, no, to, to no, legit. No. You've not. You don't know where I'm going with this. It yes, could... I do realize well, that. But then no, obviously, no, you don't know where. I, let, let me. You don't know where yeah, I'm going. I'm you, listening. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you, you. It could be used by some people to um, um, legitimize a war. No. I mean, to say, it, people, it, they've got to look at it as for what it well, is. Uh, well, hang on. They've already upped the ante in Parliament by talking about going and bombing Syria. That's nothing to do with it. It's nothing to nothing do with it's nothing to do with having people repatriated to an RAF base. Do you really want people to come in the hole of a plane? That's because that's where they would carry coffins normally. Okay. Marion, thank you. Mary's in Luton. Morning, Mary, what would you like to say? Mary? Oh good morning. Good morning, Mary. Uh, yeah, yes, I think it was extremely offensive. Tell me why it was offensive. Because it was militarized and bearing in mind there were other Irish people and other people killed as well, and that was not militarised as the way it was done here. So hang on, which bit? Sorry, which bit are you offended by, Mary? By, by what will militarised and politicalised, yeah. and I think it was offensive to the wonderful, poor, sad, dead people. And you should not be so rude. You are a very rude man. Okay, Mary. Which bit? Thank you for that. Which bit are you offended by? By what Will said, or the apparent militarisation that he alludes to uh, of the bodies? Mary's gone. Okay, Mary, Mary, Mary didn't want to stick around uh, for that. And I guess that's uh, that was yeah that was that was manners. And I guess that's the problem, isn't it? Will we we, we have a, 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 a knee jerk reaction where um, if somebody if something like the Daily Mail tells us we should be offended, then God damn it, we're going to get offended without actually thinking it through for ourselves, isn't it? 
Well, absolutely. It does stifle debate. Um, knee-jerk reactions to the way the media portray us or mischaracterise our points. Look, yes, I made it easy to characterise uh, my points. But, you know, over the last few weeks since the tragedy, you're absolutely right. There has been a step change in the tone coming out of Westminster. There's a language about bombing Syria. A couple of years ago, our parliament voted against further intervention uh, in that part of the world. But uh, it, could be, argue, it could be argued, Will, that this, uh, some have said that this is an act of war, you know, that, that having 30 British citizens gunned down by a, a, known, a member of a known organisation is, is um, tantamount to declaring war. So it could, it could be that's, that, that act that took place on the beach, as opposed to the way that the, the, uh, the poor victims were brought home, is what's um, sparking this debate. No, and you know what? I understand that. You know, it's it, it's we we government has a duty of care, and we do have to look at how we protect our uh, civilians. You know, I question whether intervention or an act it, or it, it is necessarily the right way uh, to do it. But you know, to pull it right back, you know, my observation was you know very much about look. You know what? If we think we live in a bad world, and we see the world in a, in, in a bad way, and we, we we think it's a scary place, and then we start to see it only through military terms, then immediately our foreign policy options start to become limited. Someone so, here is um, someone here is agreeing with you on the text. I'm going to let you go in a second, Will, because you've, I, I appreciate your time. The whole this is uh, uh, on the text. The whole repatriation was a cynical piece of theatre designed to extract every last ounce of sorrow and whip up more hatred and justify the continued sham war on terror. So some people are responding, um, and I'm not you know saying whether I agree with that or not, but some people are responding by um, engaging in a debate, which I guess is what you were trying to achieve. It wasn't what I was trying to achieve, but it's what I now welcome now that my points right. have been made public. And I think that, you know, thank you for facilitating that broader discussion. Uh, were you, um, uh, have you take, are you taking anything away from this? Well, not this conversation necessarily, but are you going to change your behaviour as a result of uh, this uh, Ferrari? Well... Changing my behaviour would be um, perhaps not quite the language I would choose to use. I, I do my best to conduct myself with the most amount of decorum at all times. But would I, you know, do I need to think about how to pen my point a little bit better? Yes, certainly. I think, you know, poor penmanship is, is, is probably why a lot of people have uh, misunderstood what I meant. But, you know, I, if I could encourage you to do something was please do pull out of people what it is about that statement that they are you know, so um, repulsed by. That's you what know, I'm trying to do, Will. I'm manufacturing consent. You know, yep. well, I, my concern is, are we manufacturing consent for further intervention in the Middle East by tugging at our heartstrings, that natural sentiment that all British people have towards our armed forces? Is that being used to manufacture consent? That's my sincere concern. Now, where is the criticism to that? Well, keep listening, because that's what we've been trying to do this morning. I'm, I'm, I'm getting people to, to break this down and tell me exactly which part of it they find offensive. Uh, none of the callers have done that so far. Will, uh, Will Cass, thank you very much indeed. It would have been very easy for Will to have switched his phone off and said, I ain't talking to nobody. I really appreciate you coming on, and I appreciate you taking some calls. Now, let me read the statement again. What of this is offensive? BBC Three Counties Radio, by the way. Civilians should not be... And I'm not defending it. I'm not criti I'm not anything it. I'm getting loads of people texting saying, well, stop defending it. I'm not. I just want to know what is offensive about this. Civilians should not be repatriated as if they were fallen soldiers. They weren't. They died on holiday, not in service. Sad as it is, all this militarisation makes it look as if the country is at war. It will legitimise a response like bombing Syria. They'll be used to justify an imperialist response. The only crime I can see is it was clunky. 
it was clunky and it was put on a Facebook page and clunky and naive. There we go. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Clunky and naive to one side. What's offensive about that? This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, well, well. Uh, something is kicking out a stench in Cuffley. It's keeping schoolchildren in at playtime. It smells of poo. It's also forced the local bowls club to call off games because the players were retching its smells of poo. The smell is being blamed on a green waste composting facility at Cattlegate Farm, which started working in March, has led to uh, dozens of complaints to the parish council. Well, their clerk is uh, Jason Grocock, and Jason joins me now. Morning, Jason. Good morning, Ian. Uh, what, what are people saying to you? Well, there have been um, actually been complaints about this for um, several weeks, and um, but it's increased over the last like ten, fifteen days. And it was actually because of the complaints we were already receiving at the um, council office that they actually had an article in our um, regular magazine update and um, uh, details of where people can phone to um, complain to the environment agency. And also an example um, uh, complainant's form with them uh, completed with what sort of things you should say. We'll give out the details at the end of this chat. And we'll, so yeah, go and sure. get a pen and paper if people want to get involved. Because I know that these kind of um, uh, issues, the more people that complain, the, the more likelihood that there is that something will get done. What, what have people actually said? Well, I mean, I, I'm saying poo. It, it does smell of, of human waste, doesn't it? Well, yeah, uh, a few people have actually said it's more like, um, uh, so let's excuse the term, um, dog excrement or <laughs> dog dirt. Yeah, doggy doos, yeah. Doggy doos, and that's why you know, people have been feeling sick and been able to go, unable to go into their gardens and so on. Flipping heck. And, uh, yeah, it, it has reached a fair way from the actual um, site in Cafe How, how far is it reaching? Well, I have had complaints from Northall, um, which is um, from the um, people in Northall, which is probably a mile and a half, two miles away. Which is quite surprising. And I suppose with the, um, uh, the we, we've had a little bit of heat. I think summer may have gone, and uh, boy, wasn't it nice. But w- w- when it gets hotter, I'd imagine that makes things a whole lot worse, does it? It does, yes. It has been worse. The worst time was probably sort of Wednesday, Thursday last week, when you may remember it was some high temperatures. And also we've had complaints about flies, and I've actually complained myself, made two complaints to the Environment Agency. Um, on behalf of residents, um, one uh, with regard to the flies and mm. one with regard to the, the terrible smell. It's actually reached to our office and last week on a couple of days, usually have the, uh, when it's hot, usually have the reception door open. We had to close the door because the smell was coming inside. And also we did last week, one evening, have a meeting at the tennis club, which is at the King George V playing fields, which is probably one of the nearest sites to the actual um, composting. And um, there we, we kept being bothered by flies, uh, sort of all, all over the oh, table, everywhere, whilst you know we're <laughs> trying to hold a meeting. And the bowls club have had problems. Yes, yes, I've had calls and people actually were coming into the office last week, and I provided a, a stack of forms for them to complete to um, send off to the environment agency. Yes, they were saying that you know people were actually retching and feeling sick, and so they had to um, ab- abandon games and um, just call them off and go home. The pe- have you been to the site? Because the people who run the, the facility, they say, it's not us, Governor, there's no smell coming from our site. I haven't actually been to the site myself, but um, some of our residents have, and um, particularly um, uh, Professor Don Davis, who I think you may be speaking to yep. later. Yep. He's been keeping a watch on this for some time because he's been involved since um, the actual original planning application for the um, facility was um, put forward, and... 
Uh, we had a huge number of objections at the time. We had um, over 1,200 people actually Blimey. objected to the actual um, um, application to the county council, and um, we did um, send a representative to the actual um, development control committee to um, speak about it, and to the more recent um, application for the lagoon. Okay, listen. If people want to complain, I know that this is kind of a numbers game, isn't it? The more the more people that complain, the more chance there is of, of something getting done. What's the best way well, to do it, Jason? The easiest way is to um, phone a free phone number at the Environment Agency. I did publish that in the magazine and been giving it out to people. That's oh eight hundred eighty seventy sixty. Very easy to remember. Brilliant. All right, Jason. I wish you the very best of luck. Let's. Um Hope this gets sorted. And you, you know, it, it, it sounds like a fun thing, but if you live near it, it ain't no fun at all. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 southbound is really busy from Junction 10 for Luton Airport towards Junction 9 for Redbourne and the M25 is slow anti-clockwise from Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. Queues are also building up anti-clockwise from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40 and there's extra pressure on routes into London this morning so the A40 Western Avenue has queues from the Swakeleys roundabout to the Gypsy Corner in Acton and they're past North Holt and Hanger Lane because of the tube strike that's on. There's no service on the London under ground at all today. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30. I'm Simon Oxley, a former Labour parliamentary candidate for Aylesbury, who said the way the British Tunisia victims were repatriated was militarised, says he stands by his comments. The independent inquiry into historical child sex abuse opens today. It will examine whether public institutions properly protected children. And the Treasury has said that cuts to corporation tax and national insurance contributions will mean that employers can meet the cost of paying the new national living wage, announced in yesterday's budget. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers will resume on 343 for seven on day two of the first Ashes test at Cardiff. Joe Roottop scored yesterday with 134 as he rescued England from 43 for three and Root was quick to praise Yorkshire teammate Gary Balance who made 61. I think it was very important that I had Gary out there with me. I thought the way he played was really, really uh, important for the team and it wasn't at times that he might not like me saying this, but at times it wasn't pretty. But he did all the hard work. He um, he got a lot of overs into their bowlers, which made it a little bit easier for for me and Ben later on. Andy Murray will play Roger Federer in tomorrow's Wimbledon semi-finals after both had straight sets wins yesterday. I know Roger very well. We played each other many times. You know, we saw each other this morning, uh, walked to the practice course together and stuff. And you know, we get on get on well. But uh, yeah, obviously on Friday different story and hopefully we can have a, a great match we played some some good ones here in the past in the other semi-final Novak Djokovic will play Richard Gasquet after the Frenchman beat fourth seed Stan Wawrinka 11-9 in the final set today it's the women's semi-finals which includes Serena Williams against Maria Sharapova Watford won 4-0 at St Albans last night in their opening pre-season friendly with two goals from Odion Igalo and one apiece from Troy Deeney and Connor Smith record signing Etienne Capou was among the new signings to make an appearance in golf world number one and defending champion Rory McIlroy has confirmed he will miss 
next week's Open after injuring his ankle playing football. And the Women's US Open begins today. Woburn-based Charlie Hull features, as does Bedford's Holly Aitchison, who makes her debut. This is the biggest tournament in ladies' golf. Uh, there is probably no other tournament as big as this. You know, you can add that all the majors are big, but this one is, is particularly large for us. So it's a career highlight. You know, I'm never going to play in anything bigger than this. And Britain's Chris Froome remains second overall in the Tour de France after yesterday's fifth stage. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at eight. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is where I belong to be. Isn't it just, though? Isn't it just? Uh, Pat's on the line. Morning, Pat. Oh, no, Pat's... Um, oh, uh, Pat's... Oh, Pat's there. Morning, Pat! Good morning, good morning. That was me me being a numpty, not being able to read numbers. Uh, What have you got for us, Pat? Um, I haven't been listening to the show at all, but I'm very offended um, by Uh the word poo. Oh. No. There's, oh, there's, there's two points here. First of all, it was twice in one bulletin at seven o'clock. Well, well but one of now one of the poos was a man's name, though. Does that does that in any way detract from the poo? No, actually, compounds the issue because you started compounds off with the poo. poo. It does, and also I'm offended that you haven't clipped it and played it over and over again. <laughs> You've had Thirty-two minutes to do that. So I'm offended on many, many levels. Oh, uh, Pat! I, I, we, uh, listen, I had a day off yesterday. I'm off next I week. I'm, I'm off <laughs> next week. I'm, I'm, t- I'm, I'm going to be lying in bed all next week. I ain't going nowhere. I ain't doing nothing. I'm kind of in holiday mode, but I'm not. I, I'm not on the ball, and I, I can only apologise for not living up to the high standards that you expect from BBC <laughs> Three Counties Radio, Pat. Well, the apology is accepted, and I'm now no longer offended. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. <laughs> oh, someone who gets it. Flipping heck. Um, mm, uh, Mark in Bedford texted in in regards to uh, Mark Cass. Uh, no, Will Cass. What am I saying? Mark Cass. I think I went to school with Mark Cass. Mama Cass I went to school with. No, I mean, I've got one of her records. Will Cass. Uh, Ian, I tried following the listen hard instructions. I'm not offended. I disagree with the statement, though. Beautiful. And that's great. The method of repatriation will have nothing to do with the political consequences of these murders. Also, since when has the Union Jack been a military flag, as Alan said, Mark and Bedford? Well, I don't think that the Union Jack was there, um, from not from the pictures that we saw. And brilliant. Thank you, Mark. That's the thing. I don't think it's offensive what, um, uh, what Will said. You can disagree with it. Of course you can disagree with it. You can think he's an idiot for saying it, if you want. I just don't think it's offensive. And that's the, that's the key thing. And we're trying to work out what it is about about what he said that is triggering something in Can some people. Can I read people. it again? So this is Will Cass. He was a Labour parliamentary candidate for Aylesbury. They didn't, he didn't get voted in, OK? So he's basically, he's a bloke. He's a member of the Labour Party, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and he put this. Uh, and I, I, the personal Facebook page, that's irrelevant. He put it on the internet. Once you post something on the internet, it's out there. What's offensive about this? Civilians should not be repatriated as if they were fallen soldiers. They weren't. They died on holiday, not in service. Sad as it is, all this militarisation makes it look as if the country is at war. It will legitimise a response like bombing Syria. They will be used to justify an imperialist response. Now, you can agree with that, you can disagree with that. I can't quite understand why you would be offended by that. 03459 455555. Lots of you texting in, which is kind of cool, but um, it's easier if you phone in, because this is one of those things that you need to... um, 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 you know, kind of, um, we need tease to out. tease out. Thank you. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Let me break up that with this. 
local and vocal yes, across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, yeah. I've got beef with you, Bets. Why this because, time? Because, oh, BBC introducing, here's a girl... Girl, and I'm so sad. Here's a guy. I'm a guy playing a song for five minutes. That sounds a bit like the Beach Boys. Thank you very much indeed. And yet, you do get upbeat, fun pop songs, mm-hmm. and you yeah. choose not to play them. Yeah, we play them on introducing. But do you play um, one of my favourite introducing bands? Tantrum. Tantrum. I haven't yet. Tantrum. Tantrum. I wanted to give you the exclusive. Tantrum. 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 Mm-hmm. Tantrum are awesome, okay? You I played agree. me you played me a clip the other day and I went I was I was electric boogalooing, I was um jitterbugging, I was bogling. <laughs> I was doing all kinds of dances from the olden days. And it, I, it was good. It was good and it was and then I put my trousers on. Yeah. And I got off your desk. You played me tantrum. Tantrum are awesome. And um, what fader do I need to go to to speak to those guys themselves? Fader three. Fader three. Is that tantrum on the line? Yep, it's us. Hi. Yeah, and I love, I love your not that bothered attitude as well. Who? <laughs> this is XL and GameStar. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Which which one's XL? Yeah, it's me, Daniel. XL. No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know the. I don't want to know the real names. I want to know the. You know, uh, GameStar. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Listen. Tell us about yourselves, guys. How old are you? And um, what what on earth is going on? What is tantrum? Basic. I'm 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 eleven. Excel is eleven. And I'm 10. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling that. And basically, we're a rap duo from Milton Keynes. That's... And also, we um, we rap about, um, like, different things around us, things that we inspire us. What kind, of th- yeah. what kind of things are you rapping about? Things that... Um, things around us, things that inspire us. Kids kids, computer games, you know, things that we're into, bikes sometimes, and um, yeah. Be- being naughty at school? Uh, I'm not exactly but, a naughty person. Oh, though. come on, I don't believe that. For a second, yeah, you're 10 and 11, you're meant to be naughty. Yeah, we're forbidden from rapping about not being naughty. Oh, man, alive. Well, you need to go underground with the naughty raps. That's what you need to do. Uh, what, what got you into it? Why did you decide to do it? Um, well, it all started in the summer when, um, last summer when, um, uh, we, we didn't go to holiday, on holiday. So then oh, my, man. I started watching a lot of music videos. Yeah. And then our dad said, instead of watching videos, start making some videos. Hey, I like that. I like that. So then we started, so then I started, um, Mixing things up, mixing things up. I start and then I start. I I started writing. I start and then I liked it. I liked it. So then I carried on and carried on. And then GameStar started to come in. Um, I would um sometimes do the beat. Um, I would help Daniel with his um lyrics. Um, add a bit onto it, and then um Dad would come help us. Um, he would um smoothen it out. Um, even um, our cousin would help and would put it together and it would make a really good song. We're going to play the song in a minute, right? We're going to play the whole flipping 
song. I nearly swore there, boys. I'm, I'm feeling, feeling quite earthy talking to some young rap artists. Um, but we, t- we sent our reporter, Justin Dealey, out onto the street with your song to see what people thought about it. Do you want to have a listen to what they said? Yes. Can you take it? Yes. Beyonce, yes. can you handle it? Yeah. Here we have a listen. Jeff, what do you think about this? Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. Score it out of ten for us, Jeff. Eight. Eight out of ten? Yeah, yeah. 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 How old are you? Eighty. So it even goes down well with people in their eighties. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Good to know. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, that's all right. Cheers. No problem. It's <laughs> a lovely song. <laughs> you like it, gorgeous? Yeah, like it. Let's get the Geordie perspective. Tantrum. Tantrum, I admit. Right, is that them? Yeah. Right, so no, Good. Josh? Josh, what do you think about this? Josh, the boss. There's 12 year old kids. Class? Yeah. Right, we are. Yes, it's all right. Yeah, it's quite good. These are 12 year old local kids trying to make it. What do you think, sir? It's not a hit with me, unfortunately. It's not a hit? No, fear. What do you think this is? Jukebox jury? Who? Come on, mate, you're trendy, you got the hair, you got the tats. What do you think about this tune? It's all right, it's not bad, actually. It's nice. It's nice? Yeah, it's nice, mate, it's very good. <coughs> really nice or just nice? No, really nice, mate. People, it would appear, um, are enjoying that. Justin, they, they love that. Yeah, I took it to the streets yesterday on the Ghetto Blaster, and I have to say, I wasn't quite sure how this was going to go. No, could have gone, uh, gone one or two ways. Yeah, absolutely. But the good way or the bad way? It, it went the good way. People on the streets were absolutely loving it. I'll tell you what, kids as well, people on the streets, when I played it to them, were dancing to it. A lot of people saying, you should be going on programmes like The X Factor. People on the streets, they no. think you've got what no. it takes. No, I don't. Can I give you one bit of advice, XL and GameStar? Don't go on the X Factor. (laughs) You're too good for that. They'll exploit you and then they'll dump you. (laughs) Let me give you a little advice from I'm an old man, right? I'm an old man. When I was a kid when I was a kid, right, there was a group that we all thought were gonna make it and were gonna sustain. They were they were young people that wanted to make music. That group was called Cleopatra. (laughs) (laughs) Clear who have you even heard of them, XL and GameStar? No, no exactly. And I don't want the same thing to happen to Tantrum. I don't want Tantrum yeah. to be this generation's Cleopatra, okay? Yeah. I want you to have a sustainable career. What's the plan, guys? Where do you want to take this? We want to take this to the top, you know what I mean? We're going to, we're going to, um, we, today, tonight we even have a gig. Hey, uh, where are you playing tonight? Uh, we're going to Cineworld. Just escape. Just Hang on, are you going to watch a film or are you going to be performing? <laughs> performing yes it's our mum's film premiere at junior film makers um the competition for network on rail don't (laughs) don't start plugging your mum for goodness sakes this is all about you (laughs) hang on a minute isn't it a school night tonight yep i love that attitude they don't care these guys do not care they're doing a gig on a school night have that teachers that is justin you've got to respect that that that's almost and just put your fingers in your ears kids that's two fingers up to the teachers it is absolutely but at the end of the day these kids as the streets would agree they have got talent and they are prepared to go out there and do what it takes it may be a school night but they want to go as they put it to the very top and they're prepared to do that on a school night fair play uh xl who's the best out of you and GameStar? um uh, it's probably, it's both of us, it's both of us. No, no, that's not no. the answer. Which one's best? Yeah, ignore your dad, tell your dad to jog on. <laughs> Game, no, Game Star, who's the, who's the best, Game Star, at rapping, you or XL? Pardon? Game Star, who's the best, you or XL? Uh, at rapping, after me, it is kind of Daniel, but everything else, me. 
Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love you too. We're gonna, we'll get you in one day to come in and do some bits and pieces. Listen, I hope the gig goes well. I really appreciate you coming on. We're going to do some... Um, I've got to do some boring. I've got to do travel and news and weather. Oh, boring. I just want to play video games with you guys. Um, but so I've got to do the boring stuff because the, the suits, man, the suits are telling me to do it. But when we come back, we're going to play, uh, play the single, all right? Yep, right. And we're going to get people to phone in and tell us what they think. And they might say good stuff, they might say bad stuff, but I know that you can take it. <laughs> yep, yeah. Thank uh, you. Go on. What, if people want to find out more about you, what's, <laughs> what's the website? Tantrumentertainment.net beautiful tantrumentertainment.net i expect that your website is going to crash today because people are going to come flooding uh excel game star oh have you done your homework oh um yeah no yeah right well don't, don't bother go and tell the teacher i couldn't do the homework we're busy being pop stars um <laughs> we will we will get you in the studio one day gentlemen and keep listening because we're going to play your record and we're going to get people to phone in okay thank sure. you lads ta-ta Bye. 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 There you go, Justin. I mean, <laughs> what, what are you going to do with it? Those guys are crazy. Uh, I just think they're absolutely brilliant. Already, they sound like true pop stars, don't they? <laughs> I Already. It. I love it. They're doing a gig on a school night, mate. <laughs> that is insane. Uh, Justin, we'll speak to you later on. We're going to play the single in a bit. 03459 555555. Let's get this first. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Tame, queues are starting to build up on the A418 Aylesbury Road between Kingsley Road and Tame Road. And also the A40 Western Avenue has long delays now heading into London from the M40 at the London Roundabout towards the Acton. And it's through North Holt and Hanger Lane. That's also a breakdown in Perivale, which is not helping those long queues. The North Orbital Road's also really busy at the M25 Junction 21A Roundabout. And anti-clockwise on the M25, it's very slow between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. It's possibly because of the London Tube Strike, which is happening. There's no service on any tube services this morning, causing extra traffic into London. But it also means there are services still running on the London Overground this morning. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three County Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Yeah, guys, you are listening to BBC Three Counties Radio. It's not, I don't know, um, Six Music or, or, or MTV2 or, oh, I don't know, Kerrang! or one of those kind of pop stations. But, guys, if you're listening, my contract's coming up to an end here. I'm available. I'm available to do youth shows, Kath. Um. Sorry, there we go. 7.47. I enjoyed that a lot. We'll play the song in a bit. And I want your honest opinion, OK? I don't couch it just because they're 10 and 11. I want... If, if, if you think it sucks, tell us it sucks. If you think it's great, tell us it's great. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A former Labour parliamentary candidate for Aylesbury who said the way the British Tunisia victims were repatriated was militarised says he stands by his comments. The independent inquiry into historical child sex abuse opens today and the Environment Agency has issued an enforcement notice after an offensive smell in Hertfordshire forced a bowls club to cancel games. The smell? Well, it smelt of poo. 03459 Here's the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Hello, very good morning to you. It's a cool start for July, but uh, there's going to be lots of sunshine around. It's going to be a really nice day. It will stay dry. The winds are a lot lighter than they were yesterday. And a bit of cloud coming and going, but not enough to ruin the sunshine. And temperature-wise, I think we'll be up to around uh, 22, even maybe 23 degrees Celsius. It's going to feel nice and warm anyway in the sunshine, um, nicer than yesterday and uh, the pollen levels today are very high the uv levels are high all of this sort of stuff and the sunshine will last on into the evening too overnight tonight then it will be a slightly warmer than it was last night lows of around 12 or 13 degrees tomorrow a little mini heat wave it's going to feel really very warm temperatures shooting up all the way to the mid 20s 26 even 27 degrees celsius in some of the towns lots of sunshine around the sunshine turning a bit hazier as we head into friday afternoon and uh, the warmth isn't going to last for very long because it will be a bit cooler by the time we get to Saturday but Saturday the nicer day of the weekend dry with lots of sunny spells possibly a bit cloudier on Sunday with some outbreaks of just light patchy rain that's the forecast needs to talk to you Elizabeth why why what's wrong what have I done tell me I don't want to do this because I'm a bloke. Let me do it. You don't listen. What's happened? This is really awkward, mate. We've had a text message from Carolyn who means well. Okay, so don't just don't put don't be offended. Okay. You know, you know sometimes only a real friend will tell you certain things like what have I done? You, like your skirts tucked in your knickers or something yeah. like that. Oh, no. yeah. 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 This is us doing that. Okay. Right. Just have a look at your skirt that you're wearing on TV this morning. Okay. Apparently, and? it's quite transparent. Is it? Carolyn has texted him. Please can someone let Elizabeth know that her skirt is see-through on breakfast TV? Don't embarrass her, though. I mean, unless you're doing it on purpose. I tell you what, it's got a layer of lace over it, so Cheeky. I know what, what she has? means, but it's supposed to look like that. It's supposed but to look see-through? Wow, you're wearing a naked no, skirt? it's not see-through. Can we see everything? I Change the what, channel. Watch the lunchtime news, then you'll get the whole... <laughs> wow! It's, it's like those. It's like those um, uh, babe station channels. They can't really show you know what you want to see until after nine o'clock. Is that what you're saying, Elizabeth? Oh, please. Thank you very much. Every weekday from three. The East of England Ambulance Service are urging us to stay safe in the heat and take sensible precautions. Barry is in Bedford. Hi, Barry. Hi, Rob. Right, I've got a little story about bad breath and it's quite embarrassing, really, but uh, I do don't, suffer... Don't be embarrassed. Like... Roberto Peroni. Yes, yeah, we kiss them and cut oh, them. Oh, no, and you don't kiss an animal. Yeah. No. Yes. So you've started an online petition to raise money to pay the Greek debt. Oh, that's right. Um, I was fed up with um, politicians going round in circles and I thought, you know what, let's just crack on and let's see if we can do something here. Roberto Peroni, weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Sup, my name's the GameStar, Music Excel, and together we are Tantrum. Everyone message for your kids. Tweet kids that there, feeling like all alone. No one's listening to you when you're not alone. Tantrum have your back. Excel, take it away. Easy. Tantrum, you may think we're little rascals. May think we're little pests. But let me tell you something. We're ready to start with success. Always kids here, waiting for the one to what I'm trying to say is. We're full of potential, working on the basics to improve credentials. Need to concentrate on life's essentials. Let me tell you something for adults. We're smarter than you think. With the generation and the future leaders of the nation. Cause kids are smart and you think, hey, hey, kids are smart and you think, whoa. Kids are smart and you think, hey, hey, kids are smart and you think, one more time now. Kids are smart and you think, hey, hey, kids are smart and you think. 
I'm loving this. I'm loving this. I'm Me too. This. Me too. I don't so smart. I stand this smart. The case is the smartest. Cause we're going for this. Passing the sacks and the GCSEs. We pass animals and the degrees. Telling you what to look in PhDs. You got ask to see. But here is his message. Took a message in the bottle. Message to come. Full speed. We feel fun. Cause kids are smart. And you think, hey. Hey, kids are smart. And you think, whoa. Kids are smart. And you think, hey. Smarter than you think. Then you think, then you think, then you think, yeah. You won't miss it if you blink. If you blink, if you blink, if you blink, yeah. Kids are smarter than you think. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Kids are smarter than you think. I'm bringing this. I'm bringing this. I got blink in this. Yeah. Look at the world around us. Look at the world around us. Look at the world around us that we shape by adults. At the end of the day, it's not our fault. You might be bosses, but we're not coming out. Listen carefully, cause it's a cool show. Give us a chance, we can be phenomenal. We go through this, that flying eagles. Song through the sky, nice and high. We gotta be sure, we're staying dry. Cause kids are small, you think, hey, hey, kids are small, you think, whoa. Kids are small, you think, hey, hey, kids are small, you think, What I'm trying to say is we're full of potential with the generation and the future leaders of the nation. Tell you what you're talking PhD message. Listen carefully, because it's a crucial. Give us a chance, we can be phenomenal. Kids are smarter than you think, 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 hey. Kids are smarter than you think, whoa. Kids are smarter than you think, hey. Kids are smarter than you think, whoa. Kids are smarter than you think, hey. Kids are smarter than you think, whoa. Kids are smarter than you think, hey. Kids are smarter than you think, yeah. Tantrum. Let's go. Let's go straight to the the feedback. Mike says, "Wow, Tantrum are awesome. The void left by '90s rap midgets crisscross has just been filled." And you've got to love that. They're 10 and 11. What were you doing at 10 and 11? I was, I was in WoW. With, okay, fair play. You were in a pop group as well. I so was, I can empathise. I think I was um, just like sleeping and stuff. I was in hype. All right, okay, so you guys were in bands. Okay, so it turns yeah. out that, that 75% of those questioned of the ages of 10 and 11 were actually in bands. Yeah. I was trying to invent the internet, and that is true. Well, I was doing that as well. I was copying massive books. no. My friends, my friend, looking back, they were lying to me, but they told me once uh, when they were at home, on their BBC Micro, they'd started talking to somebody else on another computer. And I believe that. And so we set up an extravagant um, experiment where we agreed, and I actually did this, uh, I think I had a dragon at the time, Dragon 32, that we would, at a specific time, we would put our phones next to the computer. Yeah, that worked. And see if we could connect them. 
Mm-hmm. Now, of course, it didn't work. But I sat there for a long time typing messages to uh, Orlando and Christopher for that. Was their names? Uh, turns out they were liars. But which is odd because they come from very uh, Christian families. So I kind of believe them. Anyway, but basically. We'd invented the internet, we just didn't know it at the time. Yeah, you just didn't have the technology. Just didn't have the technology, but we'd invented it. So, in many ways... um, Paul says, that song is rubbish. (gasps) Unfortunately, because of this, they'll probably go on to become rich and famous. Go on, boys. (laughs) Um, So, uh, I thought that was brilliant. We'll get them in one day. Uh, Tantrum are brill, and that's from a BBC Introducing fan, says Mark in Bletchley. Here's one. Has someone retuned my radio to one extra while I was asleep? No, that's what we do here. And Cool Tune says Disco Dave, and he knows what he's talking about. He's yeah. Disco Dave. Jay-Z and R. Kelly, I would buy it. Scott, who makes music, and I use that in inverted <laughs> commas with a small M, says, it's awesome, they're 10 and 11. And that's the thing, they're 10 and 11. Mm-hmm. I they're f- smarter than you think. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant, lads. Thank you very much indeed. And the fact I'm calling you lads showed just how out of touch I am. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with the the, uh, the young hip music scene, but that doesn't matter because you're not you're not doing it for me. You're doing it for um, you're doing it for the young people. The man. kids, uh, you're doing it for the kids. Start with a Z. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Can I I'll read this Will Cass um, thing again from Facebook because uh, I I do want to know uh, if you want a, if you want a laugh. Sorry, do you want to have a, you having a chat? You two? No, we're just wondering where Helen went. She was there and now she's no, gone. No, she she wanted to listen to that on the she quality. She twice during tantrum. She wanted to listen to it in quality yeah. DAB, yeah. not down the phone line. She's not answering. If now, you then. always want a good laugh, uh, the best thing you can do. <clears throat> is read the comments on the Daily Mail online. Unless the story's about you, then it's heartbreaking, as it has been about me. But the comments Daily Mail online are wonderful, because, I mean, I'm assuming they're using computers in libraries, because those people can't be that stupid and afford to have a computer. Uh, the people offended by this, this is Will Cass, who's a Labour parliamentary candidate for Aylesbury, wrote about the Tunisian um, uh, massacre and the victims and the way they were brought back home. I want to know what's offensive about this, OK? Civilians should not be repatriated as if they were fallen soldiers. They weren't. They died on holiday, not in service. Sad as, sad as it is, all this militarisation makes it look as if the country is at war. It will legitimise a response like bombing Syria. They will be used to justify an imperialist response. Now, you might agree with that. You might strongly disagree with that. You might think he's talking out of his backside. You might think the timing wasn't particularly great. I don't know. And have you noticed, I'm not saying what I think about it. What I am saying is, I don't know what's offensive about that. I don't know what's offensive about that. And it feels like more and more often we're being told that we should be offended about something. And so, God damn it, I'm gonna be offended. Can you break down that statement, please, and tell me what you find offensive about it? 03459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A40 into London is really busy from the Denham roundabout, the M40, towards Gypsy Corner in Acton. It's really slow through North Holt and Hanger Lane. That's because of the extra traffic, uh, because of the tube strike happening in London. But there's also been a breakdown in Perivale, which is adding to the queues. In Beaconsfield, the A355 Park Lane, that's really slow at London Road as well because of those delays. And in Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road, it's slow between Watford Road at the Shell Roundabout and the M25 at Junction 21A for St Albans. It's also slow anti-clock on the M25 at Junction 19 for Watford. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Samantha, thank you. Debbie's just sent an interesting email about um, what Will Cass said. Shame on you is her last little phrase. I'll, uh, I'll tell you more after the news with Simon. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock. The headlines. Aylesbury candidate stands by Tunisia comments. Tube strike continues all day. And Hertfordshire smell prompts environment agency action. BBC Three Counties Radio. A former Labour parliamentary candidate for Aylesbury who said the way the British Tunisia victims were repatriated was militarised says he stands by his comments. Will Cass made the remarks on his personal Facebook page. The Labour Party in Aylesbury say it's not their view. But Mr Cass says he was opening up a wider debate. Generally speaking the spectacle was fairly militaristic that was my observation with the the pole bearers um you know rather than sort of civilian pole bearers they had raf pole bearers etc my observation although poorly articulated was that um was really about a concern that the tragedy would be used for for political gain and justification for intervention in the middle east Travellers in London will face disruption today as a strike on the underground continues. Staff walked out for 24 hours yesterday evening over plans to run services through the night at weekends, as Richard Westcott reports. After a last-minute flurry of activity, London's tube network is now empty and it'll stay that way until Friday morning. This is a row over new nighttime services, which are about to start on five lines. London Underground has offered a pay rise, coupled with cash lump sums, but the union says it's not about the money, it's about the impact of new shifts on workers' lives. The Treasury has said that cuts to corporation tax and national insurance contributions will mean that employers can meet the cost of paying the new national living wage. Some business leaders are cautious about the policy, which was announced in yesterday's budget. The budget will be debated by MPs today. The independent inquiry into historical child sex abuse opens today. It will examine whether public institutions properly protected children. More than 5,000 crimes in Bedfordshire were committed in the name of so-called honour in the last five years. Figures seen exclusively by the BBC reveal offences including abduction, imprisonment and even murder have taken place in Britain during that period. More from Carol Abercrombie. Bedfordshire recorded 1,106 honour crimes in the past five years, which is the third highest in the country. It's believed many more crimes are going unreported because the perpetrators are often those closest to the victims, their families. The police watchdog, the HMIC's first review into the police handling of honour crimes is being carried out this summer and it's expected to show areas for improvement. The Environment Agency has issued an enforcement notice after an offensive smell in Hertfordshire for school children indoors and the local bowls club to cancel games. The odour in Cuffley is being blamed on a green waste composting facility at a farm which became operational in March. Jason Grocock is the parish clerk. We did last week one evening have a meeting at the tennis club which is at the King George V playing fields which is probably one of the nearest sites to the actual um, composting. And um, there we, we kept being bothered by flies. In sport, England's cricketers will resume on 343 for seven on day two of the first Ashes test at Cardiff. And Watford won 4-0 at St Albans last night in their opening pre-season friendly with Odion Egalo and Troy Deeney among the scorers and record signing Etienne Capoue making his debut. The weather, a cool start, then dry and sunny, a maximum temperature today 21 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Oh! 
Justin smarter than you think, eh? Justin smarter than you think, ooh. Someone's been to see the clown, eh? Someone's been to see the clown, ooh. Look at this, a Mackie D's is being delivered to the studio and presented. Have some of that. I'm going to play that song again while I eat. I won't, I won't. Thank you, Justin. He's a player and he's a legend. He's also a bit of a geese. Uh, what, what a mixed show this morning. What, hang on, sorry, what? 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 You wait till you've got guests, can't do. Right. Do you want to do the two-way? Um, what? Shouldn't we be having this conversation off-air? Yeah, but um, yeah, fine. Busy show this morning, really busy, and it's been... <laughs> I've enjoyed it a lot. It's been one of those ones where it's kind of flipped and flopped and you've heard the gear changes, which is kind of my favourite way of doing it. Uh, we just had Tantrum, uh, 10 and 11-year-olds from uh, Milton Keynes, who I think are brilliant. They've divided opinion, which all good music does. Yeah. All good music does. I enjoyed that. We'll get them. Do you know what? We'll get them in the studio one day because I thought they were they were brilliant. Uh, we've also been speaking about Will Cass, who he. Well, I'll tell you in a second. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Why is the guest dropped out? Who dropped out? Uh, because of the trains. Oh yeah. He apologises. We could get him on later on if you fancy. Do you know what? It's all right. Um, but I think but we've got enough to go on. Yeah. The tr- the, the, the that um, yeah that the, the strike in it. Yeah. In it. Do you see how Boris is dealing with it? Did you see? He's in a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. He said, make like Boris and take on the... Stri-. Well, hang on a minute. I haven't got a helicopter. Uh, I Well, I have got a helicopter, but I, I don't really want to... It's hidden in a mountain somewhere, and if I fly it too often, then the American military are going to work out where it is. You yeah, know, so I, I only use it for missions. Yeah. Oh, hang on, that's not me. That's Airwolf. It's confusing the two. I never know a brother called Sinjin. Anyway, um, OK, well, that's fine. Um, I've got to go into London today. Have you? Yes, mate. How are you going to do that? In a car? Yeah, 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 in a car, and I park at Euston. Listen very carefully. I shall say this only once. Uh, but, but no, pay attention because this is this is about. Uh, I, I, I love these things, and it's happening more and more <clears throat> often. If you want to read a, a, a good book, I recommend the uh, what's the John Ronson book called? So you've Sh- been, so you've been publicly so shamed. you've been publicly shamed. Okay, and it's kind of about this sort of thing. It's about people maybe not putting their 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 brains into gear maybe kind of you know saying something tweeting something facebooking something without properly thinking about it or or, or people getting the wrong end of the stick and getting offending offended and then shaming people well this is what this story is about i think and uh, 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 i'm just finding it fascinating this is happening more and more often isn't it interesting that um the daily mail in particular, are flying the flag for shaming people when really we should be opening discussions. Uh, And those arguments are then carried on into Twitter and onto Daily Mail online comments, and we kind of all jump to conclusions without actually... Thinking, and you can ruin a person's career by just having a a pop at something. When we started talking about this, the phones went bang, bang, bang. Yeah. But then there's been a sort of filter through, and actually a lot of the more thoughtful things are coming through on the text. Maybe you just have yeah. more time to think. Listen to what we're saying. I'd love your calls on this, please. Uh, this is a big story. Labour's parliamentary candidate for Aylesbury has been shamed in the mail for speaking out against the way the government brought home the victims of the Tunisian massacre. Uh, Will Cass, who we spoke to earlier, wrote a Facebook post suggesting that they shouldn't have been repatriated as if, quotes, they were fallen soldiers, close quotes. He feels doing it in a military style gives the impression the country is at war, and he He's kind of worried as to um, the, the, this, uh, it, the, the symbol of the bodies being brought home in a military style uh, may encourage people to use this as an excuse to, to, for more military action. 
Uh, Catherine, the, the repatriations, how did they work? Well, in total, four RAF planes were used to fly back those British victims. The last one touched down at RAF Bryce Norton on Saturday, carrying the final five bodies, including 32-year-old Christopher Dyer from Watford. The coffins were unloaded from the planes in line with military ceremony, despite the victims being civilians. Now, we've spoken to some people on, on the, the phone lines this morning who've suggested they saw flags. There's no evidence that they were any the, flags the, the, used. the coffins that we saw... And we Googled it. I didn't see it at the time. I had, I had flowers on and a couple of other people backed that up. But they were being carried by marching airmen. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, Will Cass, we, we've read the statement a few times. Give us the statement again. This okay. is on, on, his, on his personal Facebook page. Although, if you work for the BBC, if you are a public figure of any... If you're anybody, if you put it on the internet in any form, then it's out there. It's not yours anymore, is it's it? It's not private. You can say, oh, it was my private Facebook page. That doesn't matter don't matter anymore. So what Will Cass wrote was this. Civilians should not be repatriated as if they were fallen soldiers. And he uses quote marks there. They weren't. They died on holiday, not in service. Sad as it is, all this militarisation makes it look as if the country is at war. It will legitimise a response like bombing Syria. They will be used to justify an imperialist response. Now, that's what I want to know. And we had a, a slew of... Is, is that the right word? Yeah, very Thank good. You. We had a slew... I wish I hadn't questioned it now. We had a slew... We had loads of calls in the first hour from people who were offended by this, this, um, this posting. And yet, when we tried to break it down, they couldn't specify... Any of the words that were used in this, I mean, we have, that, that offended them, I and mean, we had one guy who didn't even really know what we were talking about. Goodness knows what he called him for. He didn't even know we were talking about the victims of the Tunisian massacre. Um, go on, what, what else has, has so Will, Will said? So Will said that he told us he, he, stu- he stands by what he wrote, but he admits he made his pl- points in a clunky and poorly timed way. Mm. He says that he was trying to highlight the possibility of escalating tensions in the Middle East, um, as we heard from him earlier on. He, yeah. he thinks the government is using this as a subtle way of getting public opinion around to their way of thinking that they should go in a, in a more uh, hard military fashion. In a statement, the Labour Party in Aylesbury um, said that they respect the memory of the victims of terrorism. There's no suggestion that Will Cass doesn't. They said the comment made by Will was a private posting on his personal Facebook site and he's entitled to his private opinions and to contribute to a debate. It was not made on behalf of Aylesbury Labour and is not our view. OK, we don't need to... We, we've read some of the statements on the Mail Online, but you could you could post a story on the Daily Mail Online about an, uh, someone making a nice cake and people would, would write, this is disgusting, send them back. Coming over here, making nice cakes. Um, let me. You said I want your comments on this, dear listener. Eight one three double three. Start your text three CR, uh, or you can email. Uh, you can call oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Someone who is ex. Uh, someone who is ex RAF says Phil. I too thought that the repatriation of those lost in Tunisia was militarised, but the guys carrying the coffins did a great job. I'm getting a bit of a sore throat. That's worrying. Um, I agree with what Will says. Says Daz. Uh, I kind of agree with what he says. I wasn't so sure about a minute silence. Does that mean every time there's a terror attack, there'll be a minute silence and a military-style come-home parade off the plane? And then I, I mentioned this email um, from Debbie, it says, although her email address says Jessica, so I don't know. Maybe she's using someone else's account. Maybe. Good morning, Ian. What is wrong with that Labour guy? Where's his respect? Haven't their families gone through enough? I'm sure this would have been done with family approval as you want the best for your loved ones. It was all done with dignity, respect and honour. Shame on you. Why? Why? Why the shame? Why, are you, why do you want to shame him? I, he's not... I'm not offended by what he said. I'm not... And I'm, if you notice, I'm not saying that I agree or disagree with what he said because that's not really the issue. The issue is, what is offensive 
about what he said. You could say he was stupid for saying it. You could say it was crass. You could say he's right. You can say he's wrong. But what's offensive about what he said? That's what I don't get. People are getting uh, upset on behalf of the victims' families. Actually, he's not talking about them. He's talking as if he feels that maybe their um, deaths are being used for political reasons. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. This could go anywhere. David's in Hitchin. Good morning, David. Hello, Ian. Hello, Hello. David. Yeah. Yeah, rap fans. (laughs) Rap fans. Good morning, sir. We could have a couple of kittens on the way. But, uh, what, me and you? Well, I don't remember that. Yeah, well, there you go. So about this thing with the uh, bringing the, the, the poor dead home. Gosh, you've called the in about this. This is, um, OK, yeah. Yeah. The only reason we're discussing it is because they're all in media uh, news people jumping over one another to try and get photos and films of it. And the guy just said something silly, because have you ever tried to get a dead body back home on a civilian plane? Have you any idea how much paperwork is involved? Oh, I'm sure it's an uh, it's an absolute you know, nightmare, yes. We, we don't have a flying doctor uh, ambulance plane to go out there. The military are far more uh, exercised in dealing with things like this. It was the obvious choice. Ken, yeah. brings, Ken raises an interesting point in the email. Right. Thank you for this, Ken. Yeah. Um, a relevant question will be, uh, will be to ask who precisely authorised the filming of the removal of the coffins from the aircraft and the subsequent release of that film to the media. Um, d- did we need to see it? Was it? And I'm asking questions. I'm not stating an opinion. D- did we need to see that? Does it? Does it? Um, uh, is it more respectful that we saw it, or is it more respectful that that we didn't see it? Well, I'm afraid everybody wants to see these things now, same as we watched that, uh, that in-house thing. Uh, I can't think what they call it now, where, where they have all those people in the house and they gradually get rid of them. Big Brother. Yeah, that type of thing. You know, it's, so many people want to see everything, and they want more and more and more and more. And that's the reason why the media think, yes, this is something we can put on film and show. Are so you offended that... by what Will Cass wrote? Only in the fact that he didn't. Um, consider the fact that it could have taken three weeks to get health and safety to okay a civilian airplane to do it. Yeah. So your 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 kind of argument is more of well, you 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 can see why it was obvious. You can see that it was obvious why they use military planes, but you're not actually offended that he has he has um, uh, has said this. I think he's absolutely right in that he timed it wrong. Okay. Th- thank you very much. Um, do you want to read that text? Oh, so you've got a mouthful of clown. <laughs> I'll do it. This, um, why can't we go to Catherine? I've got a mouthful of sausage. This sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Stop giggling, this is serious. This is uh, a comment on this. I don't know who this is from. This sounds ridiculous. No one thinks the victims are in the military because they were taken home by the RAF. That's not what he's saying. Good on David Cameron and the military for bringing those victims home to us. Are you offended by what Will Cass said? Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Let's get the trav. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
There are delays on the M25 anti-clockwise from junction 18 for Chorley Wood towards junction 16 for the M40 and on the M40 at the Denham roundabout and the A40 into London there are queues there from the Denham roundabout towards Acton past North Holt and Hanger Lane all because it's uh, a breakdown in Paravels adding to the queues but it's all because of the uh, tube strike making the roads busier than usual. In Borehamwood the A1 Barnet Way is slow from the Holiday Inn towards Mill Hill and in Watford Exchange Road's really busy too at Beach and Grove and the A414 Park Street is slow around the Park Street roundabout and on the um, trains there's no reports of any major delays at the moment but the London Underground is not operating today. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. We got some interesting texts on this coming in. It's the, the opinion really has changed since the first hour. We'll do some of the texts after this. Right now, though, it's 8.16. It's Thursday, the 9th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A former Labour parliamentary candidate for Aylesbury, who said the way the British Tunisia victims were repatriated was militarised, says he stands by his comments. The independent inquiry into historical child sex abuse opens today... What are you doing? What was that? <laughs> you, what, what earth were you doing? Your uh, girls told me not to let the door bang. Apparently it bangs. He's what? Girls. Oh, that's but, what I thought you said. Yeah, and he's right to use that term. I'll You're see my you girl. on the flip side, my friend. Aren't you? Oh. Yeah. Well, so, what's, what's wrong with girls? I don't know. I don't want to be women girls. now. I don't, girls. Yeah, I think we have to call them ladies. Boss will do. Oh, for crying out loud! Are you serious? I mean, really? You Definitely. know what? You know what? Um, what that is, don't you? Do you know what I this is? I think it's just gone politically correct. Hasn't it just? Really? Yeah, I know what that is. That's so your middle what, finger. Sorry. What? 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 What, what, on, what stop, are you? Let's stop doing it. What are you? Boss. <laughs> I like to be referred to as Ian Lee's players. Okay. Ian well, you finish. Players. You finish that burger that you're eating. I said, I've got a bur- delicious burger here. And I said, I've got no, looking at the running order, I've got no opportunity to eat that. They've t- tortured me. Ah. And do you know what the girls said? Um. <laughs> they said, oh, Jonathan's coming in a minute. You can eat it then. I said, I'm not going to do that. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. You can if you want. I no, I'm mind. not going to do that because I've got respect for my fellow uh, artists. And um... I actually said you could replay Tantrum. Kettle's John a Biscuit. I can hear oh, your girls rustling. I can hear um, Catherine's um, greasy wrapper. It's not greasy, it's biscuits. No, I don't. I want you to... to um, how many awards have you won? Oh, I lose track. Yeah, quite I've, a lot. I've won three in the last year. Have you? Put, put it together, we've got literally dozens of awards. Well, I've got a triple pack of biscuits. Oh, for crying out loud. Just go away. Go away. I'm so sorry. There's no way to treat... Uh, there's no way to treat um, talent, really, is it? That's right. You can hear the laugh coming through the walk, aren't you? Unbelievable. And they've spent a fortune soundproofing these studios. They haven't. <laughs> They cut, they cut corners. <laughs> Jonathan, nice to see you. Oh, by the way, have you, has Justin told you the story about Adrian? No. Oh, you'll love this. What story? He won't, he won't tell you of it. So as I came into work this morning, yeah. uh, one of the chaps, a very nice chap who cleans the park. Oh, yeah, yeah. He came up to me. He said, uh, how's Adrian? Yeah. I said, a- Adrian? Oh. He said, you work for the BBC, don't you? I said, yeah, yeah. He said, yeah. Adrian! You know, the bloke who walks out the back with the microphone. Great bloke. I said, oh, you mean Justin. He said, great bloke, great he bloke. He is a great bloke. So I told Justin this this morning. When Justin went out there in the park, yeah. the guy stood from the other side. He goes, right, Adrian. 
Oh, Adrian's it's a, got... It's a Dave moment. He's got a nickname. Dave. Oh, well, it, to, to make things easier, girls, we have to refer to... Um, already I've forgotten his real name. A-Dog. Yeah, the A-Dog. The A-Dog. <laughs> Thank you, girls. You enjoy chomping on those biscuits, yeah? It's like my dad goes to the same Chinese takeaway yeah. every Friday night, yeah. and they think he's called Paul. They think he's called John. He goes in there, they say, all right, John. I, um, when I lived in North London, years and years ago, about 12 years ago, I presented a breakfast show on TV for a year, okay? Um, And then there was a a local WH Smith, I lived in Muswell Hill, and I moved from there three years ago, right? Mm. Uh, Right, even on the very last day of me being there, the woman would sit behind the counter and WH Smith would say, um, you, you finish for the day then? What do you mean? The, the, the TV show, I'm going at 10 o'clock. How did it go this morning? So I've not done that show for about six, seven, eight years. <laughs> oh, okay. Next time you go in, how was the TV show this morning? I've not done it. I've not done it for years. And in the end, it got to the point where you just go, yeah, no, it was a good one today. We had some good guests on. Thanks for just asking. Just go along with it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. The thing is, with the Chinese takeaway, my dad did once say to her, actually, my, my name's not not John, I'm I'm oh, Paul. And she yeah. said, oh, I'm so sorry I've been calling you John. He went in the next week. All right, John. <laughs> well, do give our best to John, won't you? Oh, what's, I love on it. Your, what's on your show this morning? <clears throat> Coming up on the big phone in this morning, I'm going to be asking, does the new living wage sound like enough money to live on to you? It's uh, front page news today. George Osborne has announced a new living wage in the UK. The least you'll now earn, if you're over 25 years old, is £7.20 an hour. And that will go up to £9 an hour by the year 2020. The Conservatives announced the policy claiming Britain deserves a pay rise. Labour say it's not a living wage and therefore it's a con. The wage means if you work a 35-hour week, your take-home pay after tax will be approximately £12,000 a year. That's £1,000 a month in your pocket. Well, from nine this morning, I want your reaction. I can hear the rustling. I'm so sorry! I'm <laughs> Does the new living wage sound like enough money to live on to you? I'd love your call from nine, please, on 03459 555. Quick, get your burger in there. Thanks very much. The BBC Trust is the governing body of the BBC. Right now, it would like your thoughts on BBC Local Radio and local news on TV and online. It's all part of a review to make sure you're getting the very best service and value for money from the BBC here in Beds, Hearts and Bucks. Share your views by filling out the questionnaire at bbc.co.uk slash trust. Or to receive a copy in the post, call free on 08000 680 116. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> I've just seen what you've typed on my screen. Thank you for that. Now, the warm weather is making um, well something really stink in the Hertfordshire village of Cuffley. School children are being kept indoors and the local bowls club had to call off a game because the players were, excuse me, retching. The stench is being blamed on a green waste composting facility at Cattlegate Farm, which started working in March. The Environment Agency has issued an enforcement notice on the site. Well, Professor Don Davis lives 600 metres away from the site and he joins us now. Morning, Don. Morning. When did you uh, first notice this smell? Uh, Thursday of a week ago. So about two weeks ago, in fact. 
Today's Thursday. And as much as it's, it's, it's I'm going to ask you an impossible question. Uh, it's difficult to describe a smell, but, but but what does it smell like? If you had to compare it to something, what would it be? Well, since we're on air, I won't use basic Anglo-Saxon, but no. I would use, I would say it was like canine feces. Okay, dog. We can say dog poop, but yeah, we get the point. It really it smells like that, and is it a constant smell? It was constant for about nine. Nine days. Oh, flipping heck. Until last Friday. Then yeah. Saturday we had two thunderstorms and the wind has changed direction. And to be honest, we haven't smelt it much since. But uh, the wind comes back to the south and I expect we'll get it again. If the wind comes back, you you might smell it again. Who who do you think is dealing this smell? Who dealt it? Pardon? Where do you think this smell is coming from? It's coming from the composter. Now, are you sure? Because the, the the owners of the company are saying nothing to do with us. Well, um, I think it was Tuesday of last week. We got the smell in the garden and it was in the house. We had to keep the windows shut. Yeah. So, to locate the smell, what I did was I walked from my house towards the composter. Yeah. As I got towards the composter... The smell got worse and worse and worse. Oh, man. So it's coming from the composter. That's a fairly easy way to establish that. Um, it's had a, the, the smell has had an impact already. School kids have been told they can't go out and play at certain times. Uh, the, the, the bowling club have, have, have had to cancel at least one uh, match. Um, why do you think it was built so close to these places? Well, you'd better ask either the Welling... Sorry, the... Hertfordshire County Council who approved it or the Environment Agency who gave them a permit. But mm. it seems to me the wrong place to put a composter because they're notoriously smelly. Yep. The Environment Agency gets something like 3,000 odour complaints from wind, open windrow composters per year. There's, there's about 300 of them. The Waste Framework Directive 2008 says, amongst other things, that waste management should be carried out without causing a nuisance by odour. And yet, the Environment Agency has never invoked the Waste Framework Directive to prosecute any composter operators. And you better ask the Environment Agency why that is. So. Well, they've issued an enforcement notice, but that doesn't really um, do it very much, does it? Smell, does it? What What needs to be done about this, Don? Is it Is, is it a case of of closing it down? Of uh, I don't. Is there such a thing? And this is going to sound um, um, silly, as like anti-smell technology. Like, could you get like loads of Febreze? Pardon? Is there something you could? Is there something that could be sprayed over it? What's that? What's that spray, Catherine? That, that gets rid of odors? Yeah, Febreze, Glade, get a plug in. But not just. There's something that actually negates odors. Oust. Oust. Uh, you've got to do it over something like half an acre. Of oh, flipping heck! That's a lot of oust. No, I mean the point is that it doesn't even smell like green. No. Waste. Composting. I mean, mm. I know what that smells like. It smells smell brown. Of excrement. Mm. So the permit was given for green waste composting. So they've obviously violated that. What I would like to know is what the Environment Agency has done 
to find out exactly what's in that composter. Don, listen, we appreciate uh, you speaking to us this morning. That's Professor Don Davis. Uh, do keep in touch and um, uh, let us know how that progresses. Um, it certainly is a case of uh, he who smelt it did not dealt it. Uh, you, got, you kind of get where that was going. Get that the picture. Going. You, get, you get the, unfortunately, you get the... the and the they rather... who didn't deny it supplied it. Well, well, exactly. Well, you did the rhyme. I guess you did the crime, Catherine. Ah. Busted. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. Um, uh, 81333. Start your text 3CR. We've got loads of texters to catch up on. We will do those shortly. Uh, you can email as well, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Oh, and let me just say, player, player, uh, bonus podcast this week. Uh, the uh, uh, seven seven uh, um, uh, was the anniversary of seven seven on uh, Tuesday, wasn't it? And uh, we spoke to well, I spoke to someone, and Justin also spoke to uh, uh, someone. Both uh, gentlemen had uh, been involved in the bombing. Uh, were very close to uh, the bombs when they went off. Amazing stories, amazing stories, uh, and we put those out as a, a, a podcast. We thought it was um, it was so interesting. So if you go to iTunes um, or, or the BBC Three Counties website you'll be able to download it from there. Normal podcast will be out tomorrow. You know, the one with jokes and stuff and me arguing with, with, with idiots. Uh, let's get the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 18 for Chorleywood to 16 for the M40. The M40 is looking busy in both directions, so out of town from the Denham roundabout towards the M25 and into town all the way from the Denham roundabout through to the A40 and towards Acton. That's because of the tube strike making it busier on the roads in that section, but also because a breakdown in Perivale is adding to the queues. In Beaconsfield, Park Lane's very slow on the speed sensors at the junction for the A40 London Road 2 and in High Wycombe on Bradenham Road. That's very slow southbound at the A40 as well. On the London Underground, that's suspended. There's no services running at the moment, but other train services are running okay at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The Chancellor, George Osborne, has told the BBC the national living wage he announced in yesterday's budget is a new contract with the country. A man and a woman have been led to safety by firefighters after a blaze in a high-rise block of flats in Bletchley this morning. A former Labour parliamentary candidate for Aylesbury, who said the way the British Tunisia victims were repatriated was militarised, says he stands by his comments. And travellers in London will face disruption today as a strike on the underground continues. News. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers will resume on 343 for seven on day two of the first Ashes Test at Cardiff. Joe Roottop scored yesterday with 134. Here's Jonathan Agnew. A very slow, uneven pitch makes it difficult to judge what might be a competitive score until both teams have batted. At one stage yesterday, when England were 43 for three and the ball was bouncing twice to the keeper, England might have settled for 250. But Root's gem of an innings, helped by some good fortune when he was dropped on naught, and inconsistent Australian bowling steered England into a reasonable position. With the ball still new and only England's bowlers to come, Australia could still wrap up the innings quickly this morning. But waywardness will continue to be punished. Mitchell Johnson yesterday conceded 87 runs from 20 wicketless overs. 
Andy Murray will play Roger Federer in tomorrow's Wimbledon semi-finals after both had straight sets wins yesterday. I know Roger very well. We played each other many times. You know, we saw each other this morning, uh, walked to the practice course together and stuff. And you know, we get on get on well. But uh, yeah, obviously on Friday, different story. And hopefully we can have a, a great match. We played some some good ones here in the past. In the other semi, Novak Djokovic will play Richard Gasquet after the Frenchman beat the fourth seed Stan Wawrinka 11-9 in the final set. Today it's the women's semi-finals, which includes Serena Williams against Maria Sharapova. Watford won 4-0 at St Albans last night in their opening pre-season friendly, with two goals from Odion Igalo and one apiece from Troy Deeney and Connor Smith. Record signing Etienne Capou was among the new signings to make an appearance. Bless you. In golf, world number one and defending champion Rory McIlroy has confirmed he will miss next week's Open after injuring his ankle playing football. The Women's US Open begins today. Woburn-based Charlie Hull features, as does Bedford's Holly Aitchison, who makes her debut. And Britain's Chris Froome remains second overall in the Tour de France after yesterday's fifth stage. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin at nine. I'll be honest, Simon, when it was broken to us that we were going to be moving studios and the news reader would be in the studio with me, because that's not how it worked at the last place... Mm-hmm. We were even on different floors. Different there, floors, we? we never saw each other. No. Part of my heart sank, a little bit of me died. But having you in here is literally the best thing that's happened to me in years. You make me laugh so much. What's that football player's name again? Etienne Capoue. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. This is Ian Thank Lee. you, Simon. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Do you know what I mean, though, Catherine? I know exactly it's what you mean. It's one of the best things that happened to me is having Simon Oxley in the studio with me. Um, and um, him saying Etienne Capoue. Capoue. <laughs> what was the other best thing that happened? Um, no, that's it. That's the only good thing that's happened. Well, I mean, uh, you just had a muffin. That was all right. Yeah, that was quite nice. Thank you, Adrian, for that. Is, are we speaking to Adrian later on in the show? Yeah. We'll get him. We'll get look, there. He is. Look, there's Adrian out there. Adrian, yeah, Adrian. Adrian, you're right, geese. Here we go, Thumbs fella. Up. He's so friendly, isn't he, Adrian? You can listen to Adrian Daly at uh, weekends on from a midday, playing record from olden time. What I like is when people ring up to Jonathan and say, Morning, Vernon. Vernon or, or JV, JVC. <laughs> JVC. Like the video. I had a teacher that called me Mary for the entire three years he was teaching me. Mary. Great story. Um, have we got anything? What do you mean? Like a disease? No, like content. Yeah. Yeah, I'm putting some in. Right this <laughs> We're making some up. Okay. Here's some Texas. Okay, go on. Let's Thank have some, you for those. Something from Texas. Andy from where? Adrian. I don't know. You tell me. Adrian, what are you doing in here? Adrian. You right, Adrian? Whoa! Oh, hang on. This is serious. This is like those. Um, this is like. Um, um, well, I don't know what this is like. This is. Um, let me try and think. I hang heard on. DLT do this once. What's, what's wrong, Adrian? Nothing. Nothing's wrong at all. Oh. Oh. Outside again, he was like, Morning, Adrian. How are you? Doing a great job. You walk a lot, don't you? I said, well, I'm a street dog. Is <laughs> <laughs> the A dog. Do you yeah. remember Rude Dog? No. Rude Dog and the Dweebs? No. no. <laughs> I remember Purple Ronnie. <laughs> so you're the A dog. You're the A bomb. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I'm the J dog. I'm, no. not, I'm not the A dog. No, 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 no. You're, you, the, you're the A dog. It says on my screen, in studio, Adrian. <laughs> I'm not Adrian. Where's he got Adrian from? It's like this guy at Luton Town. He said to me, 
He said, do you know what, Jason? I've listened to your programs. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> Jason, your program on a Saturday, I've listened to it for years, and I've got to be honest with you, Jason, I, I love the songs that you play, Jace, yeah. and I've let it go for years because I can't now step in and say, in actual fact, my name is not Jason. I can't. I can't. I've just got to let it go now. You, you've got to let it go. You've got to... Uh, well, the number of people that think I am um, uh, Ralph Little <laughs> or, or Richard Bacon... It really Are you going to tell your wife that you're not at some point? Or? No, not at all. I've always got the vinyl out. Got the vinyl hey, out. Hey, hey, yeah. We're having a party now. Woo. It's the Tijuana sound of the living brass. Guess how much this album cost me, Doug? Oh, I know where you got this from, so it's going to be cheap. I would say uh, a pound? Ten pence. What? That bag of 15 records, ten pence each, 15 times ten, what's that, 120, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a oh, bonus. You know what? That That is so great when you go into a record shop. Smell that. Yeah, do you know Smell exactly it. what I was going to say? Smell it. You've been talking about good and bad smells. I know that's secondhand, Ooh. that's somebody else's smell technically. That's, yeah. But when you walk into a record shop, secondhand vinyl, oh. the smell is just it just I can't say that. Just, it, just, it just it does something to me. Just go into a into a secondhand record shop and just close your eyes, take a deep breath. The guy behind the counter, if he knows what he's he's on about, mm. he'll know exactly what you're doing. And the great thing is as well, secondhand record shops, the guy behind the counter, he smells not particularly nice, but but you need to forget him oh. and just smell the vinyl. Catherine, do you want to sniff my 12-inch? Go on, then. <laughs> oh, what now? Justin, we've been talking about smells because yeah. of this um, smell of uh, poopy caca. Yeah. Uh, in <laughs> where, and where is this, this stage? Cuffley. Cuffley and Cuffley. Cuffley. I can't... <laughs> I don't think you're taking this story properly. And by the way, we've sent a text from Lino because we spoke to the professor. I don't know if you heard the professor. Mm-hmm. Lino texted in saying... Cracking new comedy character you've got there. He's a keeper. Come on, guys. Well, I think I think the quote from Don was, "I've had a nose for eighty years." That's fact, of course. Yep. And uh, his nose says that uh, it doesn't smell like green waste. It smells like excrement. Brown That's waste. Yeah, yeah. Brown waste. Um, one one thing. Mm. Oh no, hang on a second. Uh, oh, there we are. Hang on a second. Good morning, sir. Well, That's a lot. Thank you. You've taken smells to the streets. Yeah, you asked me earlier. A lot's happened since our conversation at what twenty past. God, it seems like a lifetime ago. Cracking program this morning. So I'm just saying it's a great cause. Cool. I'm just saying. Are you filling in for me next week when I'm um, sleeping? next week. Yeah, I think I am actually. Yeah. Okay. You okay with that? Yeah, I am. It's always that you know the adage in radio. Mm-hmm. Make sure that when someone is go. filling in Here for you, go. they're yeah. not as good as yeah. you. <laughs> you. But you know that to be yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, okay. You don't want I don't want someone decent filling in for me because then it puts the pressure on. Okay. That's why he hasn't you, asked me. No, it's not. I had one go. Yeah, I know, it was awful. I'm saying that Kelly's filling in for me on the streets one week, so yeah, I go with the same yeah. idea as you. The K-pop. Yeah. <laughs> so, bad smells, good smells. <laughs> I've taken this one to the streets. <laughs> <laughs> We've really given up, haven't we, guys? You, no. might, as well, you might as well go and switch off for 23 minutes. JVS will be on at nine and he'll, he'll, he'll start doing the proper show. Do you believe what you said a moment ago? Are you really saying that to me, man-to-man, face-to-face? Wow, you, look, no, the, A-Dog, the A-Dog is upset. Angry. It's getting tense. Adrian is furious. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe it? Huh? Do you, do you, so you've taken smells... Hang on, do you believe it? Do I believe what? What, what you just said. I don't remember what, I, what I've said. No, no, what, no, come on, you know what you said. Do, what? do you believe that? Do I believe... Did, what? The, the, You're saying I'm not any good? Well, didn't say, no, you, were, look, didn't say no, you weren't no, any just, good. You know, I said you weren't as Ge- as good. Gentlemen, can as we, do as this? Good. we do this after? Okay, hey, dog, let's do this afterwards. Oh, we're going to record the podcast yeah. links after this, so maybe you can take yeah, out your beef I'm, I'm OK for that, yeah? 
Well, it's only the internet. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, that's not proper radio. Okay, boss. Um, I've taken this one to the streets. I've, I've gone out No, there do and... it nicely. Don't Come be surly. On, Come on, right. Come on. You know I love you, brother. Uh, bad smells, good smells. Uh, you <laughs> asked me earlier on uh, to, to take this one to the streets, uh, which is exactly what I've done for you. Um, your name's above the door. Oh, he's hurt. Uh, he? Here's what the streets had to say this morning. Adrian is hurting. Got two geezers here. So, what's your name? Luke. Luke, the best smell. Bacon, without a shadow of a doubt. What, first thing in the morning? First thing, all day long, really, yeah. yeah. So is that why you couldn't become a vegetarian, because of the smell of bacon? I couldn't, I just, no, no I think it should be illegal, to be honest. What, what, to become a vegetarian? Yeah, definitely, yeah. What, strong views? Very strong. Wow. Okay, uh, so what's your name? Uh, Bruce. Bruce, um, the worst smell? Worst smell for me has to be uh, people who own dogs. So houses with, uh, with dogs in, unfortunately. So sorry if I've offended any dog owners here, but... Uh, have you been into a home before where they've got lots and lots of dogs? I have, yeah. Um, How bad is the smell? Really bad. In fact, we've come out reaching. Let's get the Ghanaian perspective. Sir, what's your favourite smell? Um, flowers. Which ones in particular? Can we kind of get to, uh, down to the specifics? Uh, roses. Roses. Oh, you're a romantic, aren't you? What about the worst smell for you, Governor? Vinegar. <laughs> what? <laughs> a vinegar? Yeah. What don't you like about vinegar? Yeah, I don't like it. It's me. That's a... Uh, a fascinating yeah. and very frank Ghanaian perspective. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Irene, for you, what's the best smell? What do you love sniffing? Uh, smell of coffee early in the morning yes. before work. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's the best. I agree. That's a fantastic smell. Let's flip the coin. What about the worst smell? Smell of beans. <laughs> Judas, your favourite smell, apart from me. You're sniffing already. <laughs> what's your favourite smell? Sunday roast. Oh, yes. Is that an invite? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Um, what's your least favourite smell? Dog poo. Any breed in particular? or Jack Russell. Jack Russells have got the worst, yeah? Yes. That's a very scientific, uh, scientific fact. Thank you. Right. Cheers. Bye. There we go. That's um, people, um, people with their smells. Yes, good smells, bad smells. The Adrian Daly story. <laughs> um, Kiri, you want to speak to Adrian? Good morning, Adrian. Morning, Kiri. I don't feel right calling you, Adrian. It has to go back to Justin. Thank you, Kiri. That means a lot. It really does. <laughs> he won't be getting that support from his colleagues, I tell no. you that. <laughs> <laughs> I might go and interview him later on. Morning, say. How are you, Adrian? Who are you? Oh, walk a lot on the streets, don't you? What do you want, Kiri, apart from his body? Well, I just wanted to say um, a bad smell, and as you only have young boys at the moment, you don't have it, but a teenager's bedroom is just the worst smell ever. My son's room is oh, yeah. horrible. It's that getting to that age where it's just their body aroma, and it's horrible. Their body aroma? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the aroma of bodies. Uh, but people, here's the thing, people stink. People are stinky. Yeah. Uh, I, I've run out of deodorant and I won't get any for a week or so. That's the kind of guy what? I am. I don't play by, by society's rules and I don't like going to, to supermarkets. Or I'll go and I'll forget to buy it. That'll be the, the mm. thing. So I'm going to be a little bit stinky for the next few days. Would you like some now? Have you got some? Yeah, I've got a street bag. I go onto the streets. No, seriously. <laughs> I have a bag with me. No, seriously. Over my bag. shoulder. If it's a hot, sweaty morning, if I'm on the streets and you're saying, I want this, I want that, make it quick, I'm going to smell at various points. Yeah. You know, I, I'm representing myself and the BBC. I need to have deodorant. Yeah. So if you'd like some, just ask. Is it spray or roll? Uh, it's a roll. You must be joking. It's spray. Okay, okay. Well, Kerry, thanks so much for contributing. 
that's okay. Oh, can I ask you a question? Um, it depends. You can ask it, but I don't know whether it'll be answered. I just wondered how your trip was yesterday with the school. Went on a school trip yesterday, that's why I wasn't in. Is that right? Yeah, that's why I was away in the morning and I was doing the show in the evening and that went all right. But the, the, the school trip, we went to uh, Woolly Furs and I made the joke of saying to my boy, oh, it sounds like Woolly Furs. Yeah. Well, that spread like wire fire. Yeah. I got told off by the teacher. <laughs> I got, I'm 42, I was told <laughs> off by the teacher. Mr Lee, if you could um, not encourage the children <laughs> to behave like that. All right, miss, sorry, miss. Uh, and I was one of, the, one of the responsible adults on a yeah. school trip. It was brilliant. Oh, do you know what, memories of school trips we had one I think we went down to Brighton for the day and at least 10 of us afterwards were were told right okay you behave like that again you'll be never ever going on a school trip with us again school trips when I was older not when I was 5 obviously but when I was about 15, 16 we ended up getting drunk Yeah, ended up getting drunk Chris is on the line morning Chris morning Ian morning all what have you got for us Chris uh, why are you saying the day I came in and met you guys for my children meeting and I went on the street to Justin? Hey, this is the geezer that paid um, ah, £650. Top, top dollar. Co present with me, yeah. Top dollar, yes. I'm sitting upstairs in reception waiting to um, hook up with um, with uh, Justin and um, Jonathan came out to do his piece with you at um, 8.15 yeah. and I went, oh, morning, Justin. He gave me a look of death and said, it's Jonathan. Oh. <laughs> I, when, I, when, I first, when I first started here, I'm, I'm, not, I'm really not very good with names, OK? And, and, and also when I'm doing this show, I'm, I kind of, my brain is sort of elsewhere. And the number of times I referred to Jonathan as Justin, mm-hmm. and fair play, the first few times he took it in good stead. Yeah. And on about the fifth or sixth, he said, look, look could, could, you, could you try and get it right? Mm. And so then it's like that what? thing when you're thinking, I must not swear, I must not swear. Yeah. Oh, sh- yeah. you do it. And yeah. so I'm thinking, starstruck at the time. I, I'm, I must not call him Justin. I'm, what's on your show today, Justin? <laughs> oh, no! Oh, Chris, oh, Chris, you're right, Chris. Chris, <laughs> Chris has just died. Adrian, yeah. what you're doing... Uh, <laughs> You're doing your show on. <laughs> thank you for that. Look, he's loving it. You're doing your show on Saturday. Uh, I'm going to get in for this. What, yeah. what, what, what can we expect? What can the punter okay. expect from the Adrian well, Dealey jukebox? Well, I see what tomorrow night, Friday evening, I'm going to be going to Tring for Chillfest, and I'm going to be hanging out with get this, Jocelyn Brown, Sister Sledge, Shalimar, Odyssey, and many more. You were Jocelyn. Jocelyn Brown. Josh who? Jocelyn Brown. Who? Jocelyn Brown. <laughs> Maybe. I'll be hanging out with him. And we, maybe get a, okay, maybe learn okay. her name, Adrian. Jocelyn Brown. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be hanging out with these stars Friday evening. Yeah. You'll hear the interviews on Saturday. And we're going to be having a brown off. Okay. You, you know, you know the, <laughs> no, the start of somebody else's guy, where she goes, I can't get up my house. We're going to take that to the festival. And we're then going to play those clips to her. And she would judge, uh, and okay, she would pick right. her favourite. Okay, uh, for, I, for a second I thought Do we were Do you not going, like that idea? I, I don't necessarily like the title, but um, if anyone can pull off a brown off, then um, uh, it, it'll be you. Adrian, see you later on. Thank Thanks you very much. Ta-ta. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 has delays anti-clockwise from Junction 18 for Chorley Wood to 16 for the M40 and that's getting really busy heading from around the Denham roundabout heading into London all the way to Acton. It's looking very slow all the way to the Marleybone flyover now with commutes back from the M25 and it's busy in both directions between the Denham roundabout and the M25. In Bedford it's looking slow on Bromham Road eastbound between the A428 at Branston Way and Shakespeare Road and on the train departure boards the 8 the 905 train from oh I've not looked yet the 905 train from Luton to Bedford has 
from Luton to London St Pancras so has we, been are we, delayed. Are we interrupting you, Sam? Are you interrupting <laughs> your morning with you having to do travel bulletins? You've not looked I wasn't yet. looking in the right place on the departure board, but I've got it now. The, <laughs> the 9.19 train from Luton to London St Pancras International, that one's been delayed, and the London Underground has a tube strike, so no, no services running this morning. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Where's my heads? Where's my heads? Where's my heads? Where's my he- Sorry to interrupt the coffee morning, girls. Thank you. Unbelievable. 8.47. You wonder why we don't have more women on air. It's because of that. It's because of their slackitude. 8.47. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man and a woman have been led to safety by firefighters after a blaze in a 15th floor flat in Bletchley this morning. The Chancellor, George Osborne, has told the BBC the national living wage he announced in yesterday's budget is a new contract with the country. And a former Labour parliamentary candidate for Aylesbury, who said the way the British Tunisia victims were repatriated was militarised, says he stands by his comments. 03459 455555. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Oh no, hang on a second. This blooming system. It really is. Um, there we go. That works. That works. Best hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll start for July, but the temperatures are rising nicely with the sunshine. Long spells of sunshine through today. Lots of blue skies around, fewer clouds than yesterday. And no showers either, so all in all, it's a big improvement. Now, top temperatures all the way up to around 21 or 22 degrees Celsius. Some spots even a bit higher than that, maybe, in some of the towns. The winds are a lot lighter than they were yesterday, so it's a pretty nice day. The pollen levels, though, are very high, and the UV levels are also high as well, as you'd expect with all that sunshine around. Uh, That will last on into the evening and then overnight tonight it's looking dry lots of clear skies not quite as cool as last night lows of 12 or 13 degrees tomorrow even warmer temperatures could get as high as 26 or 27 degrees celsius tomorrow a little mini heat wave because it's not going to last basically there will be lots of sunshine around uh, by the time we get to saturday it's a bit cooler sunny spells though the better looking day of the weekend it'll be a bit cloudier and a bit cooler still on sunday with possibly some outbreaks of light patchy rain that's the forecasting If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. Put it this way, I used to drink at least eight or nine litres of cider a day. Well, as I mentioned earlier, it's no secret that I enjoy a glass or two of Pinot Grigio. There's more information on the dinner theme, its content, than there is on the bottle of wine. But there is a way you can hear it all again. I'm the worst kind of person in terms of someone that may have problems in the future because I'm what I would consider a middle-class drinker. BBC.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. Sorry, this is probably not a good conversation to be having with a former alcoholic. <laughs> Allowing you to listen to what you missed. What you missed. These things got to be spoke about, haven't they? So, I mean, yes. I've no intention of going back to it. I've got too much to lose now. BBC.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. 03459 four double five five double five is the telephone number. Have we got any Texas? Yes, yeah, we have. Uh, morning all. Morning. morning. Says Dave Luton. Oh. I don't know whether it's the real Dave Luton. Is this actual Dave Luton or other Dave Luton? Is, is, he, is it in, uh, as English that can be understood? Let me look. No, that's not him. It's a bit misspelt though. Okay. It's not his number. 
Oh, someone... It's another Dave Luton. Fake Dave. Fave. <laughs> Morning, all. I remember we went on our senior school trip at 13. No, we're not doing school trips. Wait. No. And we all took a fag and a page three picture. Oh. We were never allowed to go on another for the rest of our school years. We're not doing school trips. Well, what, I what, know, we're, I... what we're doing is... Jack Russell. There we go. <laughs> now, um, Phil sent me um, a text that he's LOL'd him, uh, himself on about okay. secondhand smells. Yeah. I don't think I want to tell that one. Okay, thank you. And, uh, and um, oh, this is uh, an observation just about life generally, but I think it's more about uh, what, uh, what's, his, what's his name? Will Cass said the other, um, on Facebook. Hi, Ian, you'll always get some irk making comments about something just to hear themselves talking, said Tommy Milton Keynes. What? You disappointed with that? I was a little bit disappointed, yeah. What you got there? Greek bar wages oh, no. are so low... We can't afford to treat our chlamydia. <laughs> Hang on, they live in the home of Greek yoghurt. Um, that's the headline here. I didn't know where that was going. Um, they've got some quotes. They've got some quotes. Dobby from Luton. Oh, local, oh, local. All right, Dobby. Big up to Dobby. These are, this is a story from The Sun about um, Greeks, uh, Brits working in Greece and uh, how they're not getting enough money to pay for their S... For their personal care. Eyes. Dobby says, <laughs> it is £15 for antibiotics. I won't be able to pay my rent if I spend that. Joanna from Northern Ireland says, one night I, one night I got absolutely wasted and slept with four guys in just a few hours. And Joe says, Joe from Kettering says, my bits aren't looking too good right now, oh. but I'll sort it out on the NHS when I get back. <laughs> Morning, guys. Wow. Young Brits working in Greece are returning home skint and riddled with STIs. <laughs> riddled. Groups of teens earn as little as £15 a day working in bars and clubs in the cash-strapped country's notorious Club 18 to 30 resorts. It means they have to choose between forking out for food or basic medical care. Um, bar worker Dobby from Luton claims he's too poor to get treated for his chlamydia. The 21-year-old from Luton says, I came, out, I came out in April and planned to stay until around September. It would cost an absolute fortune to get rid of the STIs every time. What? Last year I ended up with a clap, but I didn't get rid of it until the following March when I got back. Well, aren't those guys... Charming. Um, it's a very romantic place. It really, Greece, you know, really is... Um, Greasy. Well, uh, Dobby's greasy anyway. Gosh. I mean, jeez. Well, and also, Dobby, you're in the sun, so the chance of you getting any more... Um... Oh, hang on a minute. He's at Club 18 to 30. He's probably still all right. <sighs> yeah, I suppose so. Um... Yeah. Key poker? No. Keep... No, 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 they put a story in the papers, like a tiny story, and you think you've literally just put that into to fill, because there's nothing to it, right? This is a tiny paragraph. Marry me, baby, is the headline. It's not a man proposing to a baby, although I bet that happens in some parts of the world. It's probably encouraged in some parts of the world. Weirdos. Anyway, this is the story. It's in The Sun, Britain's biggest selling newspaper. Sam Williamson, 23, proposed to Natalie Dawson, 21, in a note on their baby's bodysuit in Sea Houses, Northumberland. That's it. Right. So I've heard more inventive ways. Not particularly crazy way of proposing to someone. You should have slipped it in the nappy, so when she changed it. 
<laughs> and you uh, think this is bad? You should marry me. <laughs> marry daddy. Some people like that stuff as well. Yeah, they like that kind of yeah. um, that kind of games. Oh. Uh, okay, I'm 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 running out of material, guys. Anybody? No. Okay, we keep going on. We keep going on. Oh, here we go. No, this is good actually. I meant the whole show meant to be about this, and I completely forgot. Apologies. We can do it now. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Creepy twins. Oh. Creepy twins. I know that you're related to twins. We both are. Both are. Yeah. Well, cr- not the same set. No, actually, they are the same sex, aren't they? She said set. set. Oh. But yeah, they are the same. Asbo sex. twins, a double and strife. Clever. I like that. That's nice. Now, there's one picture where they look hot, but then if you look at all the other pictures where they haven't been um, photoshopped, um, then they look rough. <laughs> Twin teenage models. Mm. Models. models have been selfies hit... isn't modelling <laughs> twin teenage models have been hit by asbos after making their neighbours lives a misery Tiffany and Talia Sanderson both on the books of a major model agency yeah Hornby boom, boom. thank you guys we don't, don't analyse it because it doesn't make sense but what? are said to have subjected their street to loud music Rowdy behaviour and abusive language. Dearie me. The 19-year-olds have now been hit with a noise ban between 8pm and 8am at their family home. Um, it follows repeated complaints about the twins in Marple, Cheshire, over <laughs> seven years. And so They've been doing this since they were 12. Mm-hmm. They've been noisy. They're now 19 um, and um, they're, they're getting noisier. The sisters must not generate any music. Generate? What, have they got speakers inbuilt? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or loud noise, including shouting or screaming. Uh, The former beauty students... The former beauty students... Why do you need to know this? What the hell is a beauty student? They were at college studying beauty? Mm. Is that a thing? Yeah, Yeah. it means, you know, putting makeup on. Oh, for crying out loud. Plucky people's eyebrows. Oh, for goodness sakes. Oh, dear God. God. Oh, please. Crimp him. Oh, have mercy on our souls. Perm him. Oh, it hurts. And facial peeling. Mama! Massage. No! Were told by by magistrates in Stockport they face arrest if they breach the ASBO. Well, that's what an ASBO is. You Mm. break it, you pay for it. (laughs) That's where they got the idea from, from um, uh, from shops, from crappy shops. <laughs> you break it, you pay for it. Hmm, said uh, the prime minister of the time. That's I, interesting. I feel so welcome in this shop. Asbos. Mm. <laughs> but do you know where crappy shops got that from? From the back of uh, from car stickers. You touch on my car, I smash your face. <sighs> Shopkeeper thought, hmm, I won't do the accent. You break it, you pay, pay for, for it. it. Tony Blair, Asbos. But when the shopkeeper says it, does he mean like you'll pay with money or you'll pay with you pay with some money. of that? You pay with money. Oh. But it's always in those horrible shops where they're selling like um, uh, giant china figures of Jesus and big rock, big rock, and massive pencils. Yeah, that's it. And police inspector Jim Lockett, good name for a copper. What's your advice, Lockett? Lockett. Oh. Lock it or lose it. There's another one. Said officers have been called to the address in the early hours. Denise Edwards, who works in their nearby news agent, said their language is atrocious. Gosh. 
Um, the twins, who are on the books of Boss Model Management in Manchester, have moved out of the family home and into a flat where there was no answer yesterday. Well, that's... Uh, it's a story it's worth doing. girls who just want to have fun, to quote um, um, Cindy Lauper, of all people. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are long queues on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 18 for Chorley Wood to Junction 16 for the M40. It's very busy there at the M40 at the Denham roundabout in both directions from there to the uh, Marleyburn flyover. It's looking really slow all the way into London uh, through Kings Cross into the city because of the tube strike happening today. It's also slow on the A1 southbound from the Holiday Inn towards Mill Hill and in Amersham on the A413 eastbound. It's very busy on the speed sensors between the A404 and Gore Hill. It's also slow on the A41 on Fryridge Road in Aylesbury from the Oxford Road roundabout to the Walton Street roundabout and in the, on the train departure boards there are no major delays showing up at the moment but the London Underground still has industrial action taking place. There are no tube services today. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. That's it, that's your lot. I'm back tomorrow and then the week after I'm going to be lying in bed for a week watching films on my laptop. There's not a court in the land that can stop me doing it, suckers. Uh, there'll be a new podcast tomorrow. We're going to record the podcast links now, very quickly, because I've got to go, guys. So just, um, you know, come on, chop, chop. Chop, chop. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in... Does the new living wage sound like enough money for you to live on? It's uh, front-page news today. George Osborne has announced a new living wage in the UK. The least you'll now earn, if you're over 25 years old, is £7.20 an hour. And that'll go up to £9 an hour by the year 2020. The Conservatives announced the policy, claiming Britain deserves a pay rise. Labour say it's not a living wage, and therefore it's a con. The wage means if you work a 35-hour week, you'll take home after tax about £12,000 a year. That's £1,000 a month in your pocket. Well, this morning I want to hear from you. Does the new living wage sound like enough money to live on to you? Pick up that phone, come on and have your say. Here's my telephone number. It's 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. So I'll take your call in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC News. It's one minute past nine. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, two led to safety after fire in Bletchley block of flats. Hertfordshire MP defends budget. An inquest continues into death of Bedfordshire toddler. BBC Three Counties Radio. A man and a woman have been led to safety by firefighters after a blaze in a 15th floor flat in Bletchley this morning. About 30 firefighters from a Cross Milton Keynes were called to Mellish Court just after 6.40. More from Lee Agnew. Bucks Fire and Rescue say crews had to force their way into a flat on the 15th floor to deal with the fire in the kitchen as there was no answer when they knocked on the door. They say the cause was an unattended frying pan. A neighbour who saw the smoke rang 999. No smoke alarm was fitted but the fire service say they have now fitted one. 
The Chancellor, George Osborne, has told the BBC the national living wage he announced in yesterday's budget is a new contract with the country. He insists employers can pay higher wages because of lower business taxes and a stable economy. Labour says cuts to tax credits are a work penalty that will deter people from getting jobs. The Treasury Minister and South West Hertfordshire MP David Gork says it's a fair package. We've got the freedom 